Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hey, babe, do you remember back in 1969? We gathered round the room You sang yours and I sang mine We took turns with the guitar In the front and center seat Shell and Chris and Dylan And a couple off the street Joni Mitchell cried on both sides now we sang songs that made a difference And we can again somehow Everybody knew that this was quite a special night Graham Nash was nervous In the hot seat, in the light South was total magic And we all walked in his shoes Orbison and Rabbit Pride And Rock the Country Blue Newberry, San Francisco, Mabel Joy We sang songs that made a difference June was pregnant with my boy could make a living driving names or driving trucks Sleep beneath the bridge or in the streets down on my luck I'd stand the cold and hunger if they'd let me hear the songs Everybody ride one that us bums can sing along From the heart and down to earth Sing the songs that make a difference Give us all our money's worth Hey, keep it from the heart and down to earth Sing the songs that make a difference Give us all our money's worth Hello and welcome back to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier pop culture and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave and here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? Not too bad, not too bad. Back from a little bit of a break. Yeah, man. I was in Croatia in the wilds, in the forest. I went into the woods, man. Took a mm, hike. How was it? It was lovely, yeah. It was really interesting. Long flight there from Australia. Um, oh, yeah. But everything's a long flight from Australia. It was long. Yeah, it was lo- my longest flight ever. Uh, really enjoyable. Uh, great conference. I was at work conference. And, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. And then on the um, Friday night and the Saturday, because uh, I didn't leave until the Saturday afternoon, late afternoon, um, 
my friend who's originally, like he's Australian, but originally from that area, uh, took me down to the markets and then he did some shopping in the markets and it was really nice, man. Like it really reminded me of Witcher, the markets in Witcher. Um, That's something that surprised me when I moved to Australia was how many Croatians actually uh, immigrated here. Yeah, it's definitely always been a bit of a contingent. Um, yeah, no, I uh, had a really enjoyable time. And I've been waking up, my, like, in terms of my flight back, it was easier than the flight there, but I've been waking up uh, at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, wide awake. And uh, the last two nights I got up and played Witcher for about an hour. Because <laughs> I was wide awake, and, and I was also going to bed really early for me, like 830 um and just yeah my body clock n- not dramatically out but just my sleeping just a, just a bit out um and i will say this well, like, yeah, you know, yeah. i got some wireless he- um noise cancelling headphones which have been fantastic um i got them for the flight and uh yeah i was absolutely loving those and um yeah they're really good actually i must say and i've really i, I didn't realize how good they were until now i'm now i'm hooked Man, I'm, I'm like a junkie with my noise-cancelling headphones. And, um, yeah, so, no, excellent um, adventure. Uh, now, I have some news to report, Rich. Finally, I can say I finished How Rome Fell, and Rome has officially fallen. Uh, <laughs> I It held out for a long time. There was a couple of comebacks, and I just kept thinking maybe it can just hang on, you know, till the end of the book. But, sadly, it did actually fall. Um, lasted a long time. What spoilers, Dave? I know, I know. And but it felt like an achievement to get to the end of that book because I've been reading that book for like nine months. Um, oh, I thought it was nine years. Sorry. Pr- no, primarily on audio book, which is why I had to backtrack so much because I was often falling asleep. But uh, you know what? It was a really enjoyable book. Like I really, uh. You know what I liked about it? This is my book review section. Um, it's accessible without being just surface, if you know what I mean. Like, he does go a little bit deep without being dreary. And it's a lot of information, but I found it very interesting. And I only knew the broad brushstroke. So I was familiar with quite a lot of the names, like Diocletian, um, obviously Marcus Aurelius, and, and several other of the later emperors. But certainly this went into way more detail and it was a very rewarding read um and yeah i'd give it top marks like nine out of ten nine point five out of ten very enjoyable now also so i've been reading harrow for for like literally nine months and that's finally done and as we all know great hunt i've been reading since 1991 um, I am right towards the end of this book now. And can I say, it has really picked up. The, 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 the last third of this book, um, this is definitely a book, like, it is good. It is massively in need of an editor. Like, it's just so slow to get going. But, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, towards the end of the book, I'm like... Yeah, it's it's weird. Like the guy had his own style of um, how can I say pacing, uh, very meandering at times. And then when he picks the story up and, and puts some pace onto it, you're kind of like, well, why didn't you do this sooner? You know. Um, but yeah, very um, enjoyable book. And frankly, if I had kept reading back in the day, I would have really enjoyed it. it it's just that. 
what what the reason was the first book in that series was so formulaic and such a basically a rip off of Tolkien, like it was a mirror of Tolkien, that I sort of felt like that was what he was doing. But actually, he does go some very different directions in in the second book, and kind of in the second half of the second book, and um, they're big books and. Um, yeah, not a perfect book, quite flawed in, in terms of its pacing and even in terms of some of its characterizations. like some of the characters are just so annoying. But um, world-building, he's up there with just about anybody, really. He's, he constructs a world uh, that is absolutely fascinating. And, um, yeah, really, um, well, you know, I think I'm, like, in the last 100 pages, and this book is massive, like it's 800 pages or something, and... I, you know, considering I've been reading it since 1991, I'm just so excited to finish it. Like, I'm so close now, Rich. I can taste it, man. That's that's a decades-long... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, multiple decades. With, with massive, massive, massive gaps. Like, so I started reading in 91 and then didn't pick it up again. I probably read the first probably five chapters and if that, and then didn't pick it up again until a, a few years ago and read up to and a bit beyond where I'd got to and then stopped and then I've gradually been... So I've been reading this for... Uh, it's probably taken me six months. I mean, Signal listeners will know six or seven months to get through. And again, uh, it's been audiobook mostly. Um, and look... It's weird because some parts of it are so good and some parts of it are just so slow and, and not rewarding slow, just slow, you know, and it's an odd, oddly paced book is what I'll say. Um, but, it, look, the ending of this book is excellent. Like, it's really – he really ratchets the action up. I would say if I was kind of his editor um, – you know, basically, he starts the final act way too late in a like eight hundred page book. You know, um, mm. there's too much setup, basically, um, needless setup. Um, but you know, it, overall, it's rewarding, and I've been enjoying it. Now, what's been going on for you, Rich? I haven't spoken to you in a couple of weeks. Um, not much, not much. Just mm. um, girlfriend, I've just been doing a lot of. Uh, trying to sort of lots of the shopping she's got some family uh coming over uh sporadically over the next couple of months so right. setting up the spare room okay uh, and all that sort of stuff and all that we excuse me we spent almost an entire day at ikea the one <laughs> like you know um yeah so it's mainly just been shopping and me fucking building wow handyman uh, I'm so tired of building right now, man. I've built so many things, and I still got a couple of more things to build. Like I'm just, um, <laughs> I can understand. I can understand. I like. I'm cheap, so I will do it myself. But I can definitely understand why someone would pay stupid amounts of money for someone to build it for them. Mm. Like build what? Well, uh, let's see. I uh, so uh, my girlfriend's got um, her anime mm. figure collection, so mm. I, I bought a two of the display cabinets and I had to build the display cabinets for that. I've had to build the spare bed and Jesus. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I had to build another bookshelf. Well, I had well. to build her. She bought herself a new office chair because her one was old. So I've had to build that. Domesticated uh, rich. Oh, I love it. Of drawers. I forgot about the chest of drawers. I'm halfway through that. I still have to finish building it. <laughs> wow. 
are we? Well, you're quite the handyman, aren't you? Really? Like, um, yeah. I mean, uh, that's 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 just one of the that you have to be coming from South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to fix things or build things. You don't. Uh, you, you don't get to buy brand new a lot of the time. Wow. Well, um, now I have a question for you. Did you get a chance to see Guardians? Yes, we actually saw okay. it last night. So it is. Super, super fresh. All right. Well, this is good news. So let's go to. I've got a number of. I haven't seen it, but I've got a number of reviews. Now, obviously, Rich, I don't give a shit about spoilers. So, spoil away. Um, Do your review first, and then we'll read out Adams and Mitchell have both given reviews. So, I want to get the Um, contrasting reviews. Okay, put it this way it is probably the best movie they've released in a little while. Marvel, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's uh, overall it is a it is a very good movie. Mm. Um, it can get a little bit overly silly, which unfortunately that's just something that James Gunn. He's I just stick. unfortunately I think like he loves absurdness, but I feel like sometimes he crosses the line uh-huh. where something just becomes too silly. Where I almost be like, I mean, like this is almost parody. Yeah. Territory. So like, there's one where the so, so basically, the whole premise of the story is they're trying to save Rocket, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they need to go to a place that has his uh, bypass code for his, you know, because he's experiment and all that sort of crap and blah, blah, blah. And they get to this place where it's like a massive satellite facility, right? But it's organic, so it's made out of, like, flesh and skin. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just in space there. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine, it's an organic thing which I don't understand why you matter to make it look like human organic skin mm. and, you know, and stuff and all that. And then the people, the, the suits that they wear in are like these, it looks like giant fat flesh suits mm. that the security guards wear. You know what I mean? It just makes them look goofy. Sure. That I'm almost like, is this supposed to be like, are you almost parodying yourself? Like, have you got to the point where, now again, it, that, that's minor stuff. It's not like the whole movie's full mm. of that. It's just that in those moments, I tend to take me out of it a little bit where I just go, okay, you've now, you've gone past that quirky line to now absurd. Where sure. I almost go, this couldn't exist. This is not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it, that's just, you've gone, you've gone I mean, like space balls territory. It is very, <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. It's even kind of broken the rules um, of its own. But you know what? Again, uh, Really, I think one of my okay. So other than Captain America, the Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite movies, right? Mm. And the reason for that is I'll take my I'll give credit to James Gunn. I think he's really good at um. He can be very good at character, mm. right? Because what I really like is that in all the three movies, the characters go. They have arcs. Mm. You know what I mean? They, they 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 there's progression in their relationship. Their their character and all that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I love that the characters are, all, are always showing growth mm. as as who they are. So I, I tip my hat to him in that. It's 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 fantastic in that aspect. The villain was fine. I thought he was maybe a bit too campy. Um, so as you know, the villain is the high evolutionary, right? Yeah. And I'm I don't know. Maybe I misremembered it, but I always saw the high evolutionary as a super cold calculated emotionless character almost like very robotic mm. um and it's sometimes they do try and have the character be like that but then there's sometimes where he just like he has these rage tantrum fits mm. Mm. like very kylo ren you know oh, yeah. um having a hissy fit type of thing and sure. i was just like 
the smart, supposedly the smartest guy in the world who wants perfection. Mm. He's trying to create perfection. He's throwing tantrums like a little brat. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, reading that it's apparently the greatest Marvel villain of all. That's no, God, no. Fuck no. No? No, 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 no. Certainly not. Again, it's not terrible. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I feel like maybe they made some poor choices with him. Mm. Um, but it's not it's not terrible because at the end of the day, he's not really there. Yeah. Like every Marvel villain, he's not really there. He's just, he's just the guy that experimented on... Rocket, but the story is more about it's Rocket's origin, mm. um, and it's obviously um, the Guardians and their quest to save Rocket, um, and the, the 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 shenanigans, the hijinks they get onto trying to do that. But they only really like kind of meet him for the first time right at the end, like at the end in the final. So he's not in it that much. That's disappointing. No, he's in it, mm. but the Guardians don't meet him. Like, right, okay. you know what I mean? Like, he's in it because, obviously, it's the... Uh, he's trying to get Rocket, and he's in a lot of the flashbacks of Rocket because, mm. obviously, he's Rocket's creator. Mm. Um, so oh, he okay. definitely has more right. time, but what I feel is, like, he's not... He's not a... He, the, the, the Guardians don't even really know about him until, like, the end of the movie kind of thing, so... Compare him to what we've seen of Kang in Ant-Man and um, uh, whatever. Shit. Um... Better or worse? I mean, definitely better than Kang. Mm. Um, I just wish they maybe. I, I think my biggest problem is that I just feel it was he was just overly campy a bit, played it sure. a bit campy, very sure. almost like um, not drags the right word, but like um, I can believe thievery. that. Yeah. yeah, no, I I I can kind of see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it's still, you know. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and and I must be honest, considering if I didn't have to review any more of this shit. Mm. like for the show mm. this would be my stopping point sure like like this would be like okay um the only ones are the, are the only one i was really invested in after endgame mm. was guardians well you've and, always been a big guardians fan yeah 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 oh, always. oh and it was so great to finally see them in the classic um well not classic but like the pre-mcu uh, costume, the the blue with the red and the emblem. I don't know if you're familiar with the costume, but in this, they in the cla- what I call the classic. Okay. Um, is Sta- of the is Stallone in it? Is Stallone and his team in this? Yes, yes. So, um, so Gamora joins his Ravagers group. So he is in it. He's got like uh, uh, two cameos, or not two cameos, but he gives. He's got two scenes. Now, um, was did Gamora die? In the uh, was she dead in this? Yes. Yeah, so, no, so so the Gamora that's now in in the Guardians movie is a past alternate Gora, uh, Gamora. Oh, okay. because Thanos killed her in um, oh. Infinity War. I see. Right. Okay. So that he could get one of the Infinity, so he could get like the Infinity Stone. So, so what's this? One? Uh, but then remember when Thanos comes from the past? Yeah. So remember after they unsnap everything, uh-huh. and, and um, then a Thanos from the past comes to like rectify that right so remember the thanos they fight in at the end is not the thanos that snapped everything it's a past thanos uh vaguely and if you remember that very very vaguely um and then you remember Thor kills him at the start of endgame 
Yeah, no, I do. And the so the Gamora that exists now had a met Quill and all that. Is that right? No, yes. Yeah, so that's the Gamora from that Thanos who came to okay. kick the shit out of everyone. And to so she's in the film, did. though, basically. Oh, she's in it. She's in it, yeah. Okay. And what I really did enjoy was that they didn't, like, try and force their relationship to kind of pick up. Like, right. um, oh, it's something very interesting. You know, at the end of a movie, they'll, they say, like, the Guardians will return. Yeah. They didn't have that. What they had at the end of the movie mm. um, after the second end credits was Star-Lord will return. Oh, Jesus. So I'm thinking he's not going to have his own movie. I think he's just going to, like, return in whenever they... Because he's now on Earth. Right. So I think they're going to probably have him just, like, show I, up. I or, could live or, the rest of my life and never see Star-Lord's wacky shit again. I, boring to me. Okay. Uh, but I think that just means that he's probably going to show up for the whatever the next big event is. And but he's not even that good. Like you know, the the wackiness factor to me, I I, I think I'm just tired of it. Like it's it's the same act again. Okay, and again. Um, I think you should probably watch this movie before you right. make those comments. All right. Okay. Well, fine. Um, but I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the film. So. Give me, you know, how was... I heard Warlock was a joke. Oh, uh, actually, I I thought it... I, I'm going to be honest, I actually thought it was pretty funny. Okay. Um, Because what they what they had was... um, He got taken out of his pod too early, so he's a bit, like, childlike right. or childish. Yeah. Um, Where he doesn't know anything and all that. Um, And so he's super dangerous. He's super fucking strong. Um. But he is a bit more like a, a child, like he's a bit more like mentally undeveloped. But it's never played um, like that he's an idiot or that he's not dangerous. It's more okay. just played of like, what if a kid who didn't is he really a bad understand... guy? I thought he was a good guy. Well, no, don't forget in the comics he's always kind of alternated between bad and good guy whenever he dies and gets resurrected or whatever. So. Um, obviously, oh, okay. in this, he starts off as a bad guy. I, I've never really read a comic with him in it. Like, what is he, anyway? He's like a sort of cosmic, crazy powerhouse, isn't he? Is that right? Yeah, so basically, it's like a cosmic sort of magic kind of thing and all that. Uh, but he kind of can, like, die and come back to life, but he can then uh, be... Uh, so if he's good when he dies and he comes back, he's, can be, he can be bad. Like, he's, oh, he's so he's a bit of a split personality. Kind of, yeah. It's like you. I don't know if you remember DC's thing of like Resurrection Man, wherever he died, he yeah. came back with a new power. Yeah. Um. This is more like if he dies, he comes back as the opposite of what he was. So. Okay, like, I didn't know that. Actually, he'll be a villain, and if he dies as a villain, he'll he'll resurrect and he can come back as a good guy. Like, yeah, okay. that's basically what. And he how was the guy who played him, Will Poulter? How was? Oh, that, well, oh, he's very good. Uh, okay. I. I actually enjoyed him. Um, okay, because uh, I and, I found him amusing in a couple of movies over the years. You know, no, he was actually really good. Played it played it pretty well, and again, brought emotion to it as well. Like um, yeah. as I said, like that's why I said I, I. His comedy aside, I do think James Gunn can. I, I think he does do good, like character mm. stuff. It's just that sometimes he goes too far. Yeah. So like sometimes just with the comedy and the wackiness, he just goes a bit too far. But I do think he does have the skill when he he tells like character stories, yeah, and like character arcs. So even even this character who's not a main character and and has some scenes, he also goes on an arc as well. He actually has his own arc. It's, it's obviously a lot smaller and it's a lot briefer, but he actually even goes on an arc himself. 
Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, I thought he was. I thought he was great. I actually enjoyed it. I thought he was funny and dangerous at the same time. Yeah, oh, that's good. So, um, tell us, like, ramifications for the wider MCU. What were the post credits? Give us, give us the. Uh, no, there's no, um, there's no real wider ramifications. It's just basically um, some of them sort of uh, go their own way um, after this. Um, uh, Mantis sort of says, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm going to go do my own thing. I need to, you know figure out who i am as my own person um drax kind of stays with um the team but not as a member anymore he's there to look after some kids that they right. they rescued from the um the high evolutionary right um rocket now becomes the leader Groot's still on the team and then um oh fuck um i'm trying to remember his name now but it's the the, the guy that is um uh, Yondu second, who is actually um, I know the guy you mean, yeah, the real life brother. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's on the team, and then obviously Adam Warlock ends up being on the team and all that. So, it's, right. so it's a new Guardians of the Galaxy team. Right. Um, uh, and so a lot of them go their own. Uh, said go their own. And we, did you finish it? Said, going, I want more of this shit. Like you know. Um. No, that's what I said. I kind of like. If they continued with the original group, I do feel like Guardians was one of those ones where I felt like you could keep going just because yeah. their story is not it's not based on anything and because you've got so many characters. Yeah. So like this one was very rocket uh, heavy and yeah. then the last movie was very um uh, Peter, you know, the his yeah. dad and all that. That was very but then you could have a sort of a Gamora yeah. uh Nebula movie that's more centered around them or you you know what I mean? Like I feel like this is one that could go on because you wouldn't have to necessarily tie it to sure to anything but at the same time if it is a trilogy i'm more than happy to walk away and say yeah i enjoyed the three movies i think but he stuck the, the landing in your opinion he stuck the landing yeah uh, yeah I, I would say I, I wouldn't give him a perfect 10 mm. um i'd probably give him like an 8.5 yep um but a, a good send off uh, a send off that i was i was happy with that Okay. If that's the last, I don't feel cheated. Now, post-credits, anything interesting? No, again, the, the, the post-credits was showing off the new team, okay. and then the other post-credits was just Star-Lord sitting with his grandfather, right. um, complaining about family members. Um, Did Kurt Russell he, make a comeback? He went home, he went home to, um, to, to see his grandfather, who he hadn't seen since he got abducted and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And that's after that little credit scene. That's when they said Star Lord will return, and then okay. boom, that was the end. Yeah, did Kurt Russell get any kind of an appearance? No, 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 no. But Nathan Fillion did. Right. Okay. Playing who? I tell you what. He, Jesus Christ, that man's jawline is looking super strong now. Oh. <laughs> wow. He actually looked pretty. Like I haven't been watching that new show of his or whatever oh, it is. Or that, unfortunately, that I've seen plenty of it. The Rookie. Um, but I tell you, in this thing, he seemed like quite a fucking tough guy. Like, because he was playing the uh, uh, this organization's like head security right. guy. Um, but I was just like, man, I wouldn't mind seeing him being as a, a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, he was fine. It was fine. He was his typical Nathan Fillion sort of, you know, charisma, smarmy. Uh, that droll, that droll that he has, you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So eight point five from you overall. Yeah. 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 Okay, now we've got uh, two reviews. Um, 
Adam the computer first off, um, and he's got some spoilers here. Well, of course. Um, Guardians 3. Yes, I saw it. Still kind of deciding how I feel about it. I'm a huge fan of Guardians 1 and 2. I don't think 3 was the grand slam I was hoping for. Guardians 3 right away feels a bit different, a bit darker, still have lots of humour, but I think the focus on Rocket's origin wears things down, wasted things down a bit. It's an interesting origin, but rather than telling it in pieces throughout the movie, I wonder if it would have been more economical and impactful to tell it at the very beginning and get it out of the way. Rocket is simultaneously given too much and not enough to do as he is out of action most of the movie. If not for Rocket's origin, I feel they could have given some of the newer Guardians and supporting characters a bit more screen time and allowed for Groot, Drax, Nebula, Mantis to have more of an arc. Even Quill and Gamora are shortchanged a bit. The ending is a bit bittersweet. I don't mind bittersweet, but not sure how I feel. I feel good about the ending. Right now, I'm at about a 7 out of 10. Um... I am the type that sometimes lets my anticipation or expectation cloud my experience. Guardians 2, for example, I did not like at the time and has now become a favourite MCU movie for me. Uh, soundtrack was also not as great for 3, in my opinion. So that was his uh, review. So, mm. One thing I'll say, I think, because um, I do want to watch this again as well, I do mm. think maybe when he watches it again, he might change his mind. Mm. Because one thing I will say is... Um, James Gunn likes to tell um, the music is actually part of the story. It's mm-hmm. part of it. So the music they were doing was very um, like 90s. Mm. It was very grunge, very indie, uh, very me- uh, melancholy, you know, very um, dark. And it's because this, mu- this show was a bit darker. So uh, uh, away kind of went the fluffy 70s disco um music and i think mm. you know that's the reason why the music was different is because they were telling a bit of a different um story i disagree with the um i mean i can see where he's coming from but the reason i disagree with him where they split in the rocket stuff is that if you told that right at the start mm. then you would literally have rocket out of the movie for pretty much the whole movie so i think by by splicing his origin the his flashback stuff throughout the movie it keeps him in the movie, if that makes sense. Otherwise, he's just sitting on a table for like an hour, mm. uh, hour and a half doing nothing because you told his origin at the start. Mm. Um, so I kind of maybe disagree with that. I think if you had told that, I'm not a big fan of exposition dumps right at the start of of movies. Mm. I do, me personally, maybe that could be a personal thing. I prefer when you kind of spread it out so you kind of keep me, you know, like engaged and, and more interested. Um but I mean, I can see how maybe that wouldn't be someone's thing. But I do think they did that because, as I said, he's taken out in the movie very early because he's he's the focus, mm. um, and they're trying to save his life. And I think if you didn't have those flashbacks, you'd probably maybe forget about Rocket. I, I've you know got a I mean? question. Like, I've got a question, and and I know this is going to be stupid. Is he actually a raccoon that yes. high evolutionary fucked around with? Yes. Okay. All right. Which so, is so funny because that, that, that's the payoff. Right. Is, um, so I, obviously you don't mind spoilers. I'll say to everyone now, yeah. for the next five minutes, there's going to be um, not major spoilers, but, you know. Um, yeah, that's fine. Rocket spoilers. Okay, so yeah. just skip it five minutes. He's obviously throughout all three movies, including this one, anytime someone calls him a raccoon, he's like, I'm not a fucking raccoon. You know, I'm not a raccoon. Yeah, and I then, remember he said they're that. they're rescuing yeah. everyone. Yeah. He finds a cage of baby raccoons. Like right. in, where they 
they keep all the like sort of experiment stuff. Yeah. And then he reads the sign that says, and it says, you know, blah, 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 all the Latin stuff and all that, you know, and uh, then it says raccoon. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, you know, he says, I'm Rocket Raccoon. I, I like that because, I mean, I'm an animal lover and it is disgusting what people do to animals with animal testing and stuff. So I think mm. that's a good that's a heartfelt message, you know, like, and the high evolutionary, I mean, I've, I've read almost nothing ever, but I know he's a crazy bastard, you know, like he's a, yeah, he only cares about evolution. Like he's yeah. got, like, and that's what I said in the comics for me, he's always been like, if something fails, he just destroy it all. Is he human he or is he like a alien? Uh, I believe he's supposed to be human in the comics and this he's not. Oh, by the way, can I just say that is something that annoys me about all three guardians movies. Mm. I hate how many, human aliens they are and i don't mean people who look human but are green or purple i mean they look human they've yeah, got yeah, human yeah. skin yeah. human hair yeah like they look exactly like a human that i had really get annoyed with how many human looking characters they are in space <laughs> yeah no I, well they're just not even trying they're like oh yeah he's an alien you know um looks yeah. exactly well like there's him. a lot of aliens who look like they come from terror <laughs> um uh, any of the Grandmaster and all those guys in it at all? Any of those mm -hmm. guys? Although you'll be happy to know that uh, Howard the Duck has a he he, he gets a little. Um, I can't team. believe like the Grandmaster or someone didn't turn up. Like why not? A collector Again, they could be saving. Them. Listen, they need to save something for fucking future stuff when this yeah. when this villain doesn't pan out. Any Wolverine? No, there's no Wolverine Guardian. <laughs> but I thought you would. I thought you would like that Howard. Howard the Duck got I a, am happy with that Howard the Duck. Got a, got a scene playing poker there with everyone. It, it, why is he only getting such small amounts? Mm, they like, should probably do a, um, a not a, not necessarily a movie, but they definitely do a TV show or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Um, all right, so that's Adam's one and your comments. Mitchell, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 review. Guardians of the Galaxy was meant to be Marvel's first flop. It wasn't. In fact, it's Marvel's saviour. After some patchy form the last few years, Marvel has hit has another hit on its hands with Guardians of the Galaxy 3, a standalone film with a tone that only James Gunn can bring. The movie's soundtrack is an all-timer and the action and script are up to par with Marvel's best releases. Rocket and Star-Lord bring their A-game and Zoe Zoltana delivers a career-best performance. Two end-of-credit scenes and fantastic cinema experience. See Guardians of the Galaxy in cinemas now. Well, there you go. Is, uh, is he being bought and paid for by uh, James Gunn there? I mean, yeah. look, you're pretty, I don't, you I don't, it's definitely not a bomb. I wouldn't say it's the saviour. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, oh they're back on track now. Um, uh, I Because, I mean, don't forget, there was a, almost a 50% drop-off after the first week. So it opened up very strong, mm. which I think most Marvel movies do open up strong. Mm. Um is it? Is it uh, again? I do agree. It's one of their better movies in the last couple of years. I mean, sure. if you're going up against Doctor Strange and Ant Man three and yeah. um, and and those movies that have come out, it's definitely and Shang Chi and I mean, it's definitely better Shang than those. Shang Chi, fucking Shang Chi. But I'm just saying, and Eternals. So it's definitely. I wouldn't say it's their savior, but I think it's because it's also it's a remnant from the past. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, this yeah. is the third movie of a thing that started in phase one or two. Two. Phase two, two starting phase two, so it's it's you know what I mean. So, mm. um, but to be fair, so was Ant Man and and three, kind of didn't really pull well, it so, off. So far, when, it's made five hundred and forty two million worldwide, 
226 domestically, 316 uh, internationally. Yeah. No, it had a fantastic opening. I think it did 300 and something in the opening week, but then it dropped down to like 160 Mm. in the second week. So it was a massive drop-off, but it's still a a good opening. So, I mean, it probably still will probably end up making at least 700. Yeah. um, That's not bad. That's good, really. I mean, you know. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I think that that's... It's pretty decent, and to be expected too. Like it looked like it was going to be pretty good. It was very much in the tone of the other ones. James Gunn. Oh, you know. That's another thing I wanted to say. I do. While actually, I kind of think that everyone got quite a lot of screen time in this, and everyone mm. had an arc. Mantis had an arc. In fact, Nebula, Mantis, and and um, Drax actually kind of as a, as a group themselves have their own arc where mm. they. Um, come well, to sort of like, understand each other. I, I hate to be cynical, but like Drax, not like what what kind of arc does he have, really? Oh, dude! Oh, shit, man! Okay, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to spoil too much. Oh. Okay. Watch this movie, and you'll be like, "Holy shit!" They pulled off an arc for Drax. I'm okay. not joking. They oh. like every character in this has an emotional moment. And uh, and and an arc and, and sort of a climax to their character, like every single one. Okay, all right, all right. Well, um, you know, positive reviews across the board. Now, James Gunn confirmed that instead of the High Evolutionary, a Fantastic Four villain, I believe uh, Annihilus was considered. Um, I believe that it will, that's what he was saying. Um, would be okay. odd to use Annihilus for the Fantastic Four. Well, it's not so used to, odd to use Nihilus because he's from a different. He's from in the negative zone. Yeah. Like he's not even like. Why would they? Why would they go to the negative zone? I can see Fantastic Four with Reese experiments accidentally mm. going to the negative zone, but not. I wouldn't see the Guardians. Um, I, I'm glad that they went high evolutionary. You know, I'm. You know, I. I, I prefer oh, I that. think so because I think the high evolutionary definitely helps with the rocket sort of origin. Uh, definitely gives. Um, yeah. Um. You know. Uh, it gives him his moment and all that sort of stuff. So, does he die? Does Rocket die? Uh, again, there's there's certain spoilers. I'm not gonna. Oh, Jesus, like uh, David, uh... trust me. You you will thank me uh... that I that I'm not spoiling everything for you. Trust me. All right, there's fine. just some things in this movie you kind of need to experience. Okay, oh, I'm taking and, that. And just kind of see it blind. Okay, fine. Um, now there was an interesting article. Um, that was saying the Guardians two three numbers are sort of showing that uh, cinema has changed, but th- they were actually making a good point in the article I was reading that the difference between a Marvel flop and a Marvel past success is actually quite similar in in a lot of cases. Um, you know, because some of these movies have made well over a billion, uh, people tend to forget that many Marvel movies did not make a billion and were considered successes at the time. You know, so like I just think it's absurd. I think it's absurd that that like there's this thing about if a movie doesn't make a billion, it's not a success. It's like, well, uh, no. I agree with that, but I don't think any rational person is saying that. Um, I think any pundit, any expert, any person who watches movies and follows box office sure. doesn't um, uh, certainly doesn't believe that um, every Marvel movie has to make a billion dollars. And let's be honest, most of your general audience. Mm. I mean, they don't look at box office. They don't care. They, give a, yeah. they enjoy the movie. That's all they care about. Totally. Um, the difference is when we talk about flops for them, it's whether or not, for me, it's whether or not did it make more than the previous movie. Like, mm. that's 
that's the baseline for me. Like, like, and and here's the thing. Like, I'm sorry if you if your first movie made a billion dollars, mm. like Black Panther and Miss Marvel and all that, or Captain Marvel, and if your second movie only makes say seven hundred and fifty thousand, mm. I'm sorry, I see that as a flop by comparison because you've lost viewers, you've lost, you know. I wouldn't say it's a flop, but I mean it's a disappointment. Um... Well, no, actually, a, a flop by the first movie standards, not a mm. flop as in an actual definition mm. of a flop. I mean, a flop as in like, sure. you, well, you just flopped. You didn't make as good a movie. Yeah, no, I hit that's, that's as, a decent as, point. The, as the first one, and you've you've probably made less money because let's be honest, if you made a billion dollars, you probably spent more money on the second one. Yeah, well, that's right. Rate of return on investment. It is a bit more of a flop because now you've lost more money because you spent more money. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, and I I'm, I don't like these people using pandemic as like, oh, it's changed it. No, it hasn't because all the good movies. You have don't shown, think? I I think I think there's definitely been a big no, change in viewing I, habits. I, no, I just I disagree. I think. Well, okay, maybe it has changed in the sense that people are not going to go out unless it's a good movie, mm. right? But that means you have to make good movies. Like, mm. you yeah, know but that's I mean? still like, a change. That's still a change. I mean, I guess, but I think it's more of a change in that you don't, you, you can't just put out shit and yeah. people are going to automatically go to the yeah, movie. Yeah, but that, that's fine. But there's, there is a change in viewing habits. I, I mean, I, I firmly believe that. And, but again, you know, none of that really affects the Marvel stuff. Like, because uh, Marvel's not new. Like, mm. Marvel, I don't think they can use that excuse of like, oh, the pandemic, because I mean, you've, even after the pandemic, you've made a billion. Oh, we yeah, it's them, just so. made it, I think what the pandemic did it's was... It's definitely harder for other movies, more yeah. indie movies. And I think it, it pushed a lot of casuals to streaming. And some of these second, third tier Marvel properties certainly are a weaker mm. proposition for a lot of the audience. And I, and I think well, if there wasn't a pandemic and streaming wasn't such a big thing, some of those second, third tier would probably add on like another 100, 150 well, but million. Can I just say something? I do feel like something where they're missing, uh, uh, where they could be missing a money-making opportunity, right, is, and and, and, I, and I do think, <laughs> now I'm just looking at this from business, right? I, I do would prefer the cinema stick around, but I'm just saying, mm. if you were a, a, a studio mm. and you wanted to make money, um. I, I kind of don't see um, the cinema as the place to do it, you know, sure. unless you're Marvel kind of, you know, or Mario or that sort of thing. But what if instead of you making movies for the cinema, right, you made movies for streaming, but you offered a like, okay, so let's say it goes straight to streaming, but you don't give it to them. Mm. You say, hey, this is a new release movie, five dollars, you know, five dollars or nine ninety nine, whatever. To, to watch it or you wait like two months or three months for it to come free to the streaming thing. Well, they there do, would be they people do that sometimes. who would sit at home who would do that. They do that sometimes. Because they'd be the, like, video, no, but I'm saying do that as an actual model, not not oh. like some, I mean, skip the cinema. So don't do the oh, cinema and then go, oh, rent it. Just do the, hey, do you want to rent this now? It's a new I movie. See. Otherwise, it's going to come to streaming in three months. Yeah, but the problem is that as soon as they do that, it just gets pirated straight away. So... You know, like, true, but I'm saying if you made it affordable, you would still get people because sure, uh, they, they had there has been a study, and most people, if mm. they can afford it, will do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. If, as I said, that's if you made it a reasonable price, mm. not like a stupid twenty dollars or yeah, you know, or fifteen dollars for streaming at home. If you made it a reasonable price, 
Mm. I think you could make a bit of money, and people would. Well, I mean, it's almost exact, exactly I what they do. I got to go on the computer. I got to download. I got to wait for it to fucking you know download. Yeah. I got to open yeah. it's a good copy. Like, I, you told me, hey, five bucks you can or six bucks you can rent it. I would do it mm. if it was a good movie that I was interested in, or even just a movie I would. Oh, I think that that's. Three months for. I would pay it. I think that that's quite likely. I mean, it's so similar to what they're doing now already, and it's just it, it's just taking out the cinema. And just doing the video on demand. I mean, they do do it. It does happen. There, there are there are movies where exactly what you're saying happens. Yeah, but they still but, put in you know. certain movies that I probably feel like, like probably shouldn't go to the movies. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like almost cinema should just be for your 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 big movies, your big blockbusters, or 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 if it's maybe some sort of big name director like Tarantino, you can get away. With. Well, that, I mean, like, that's where it's he- that's cinema. where it's headed, man. That is totally where it's headed. Like I think we're well on the way to that model. You know, frankly. Um, oh, more than yeah, more than likely. But I'm just saying, like, then, then we could talk about how like the landscape has like certainly changed. I think the landscape now is just changing. That people will still go to the movies. It's just that you've got to make them want to go to the movies. Like you well, can't just yeah, like, I mean, like, there's but more than just say, pandemic. Not, yeah, but Dave, that's not pandemic though. That's been kind of happening. It's pandemics for a one while. of the factors. It's escalated it, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe. Uh, 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 forwarded it on, but let's let's not kid ourselves. It was always going that way. Yeah, the, well, I mean, if I'm just doing a very surface level review, yeah, pandemic's a big factor. Uh, the rising cost yeah, of the okay. cinema. You um, and I might be a bit different, but even before pandemic, I was only going to the movies two, three times a year. Yeah, like, but I, not not as much as I used to in the past. Like, what, what I would say sort of came in, I started going less and less. Yeah, I would say. Rising cost of cinema prices, uh, lower experience at the cinema, people in at home with their home cinema, you know, very, very kind of excellent experience, um, blah, blah, blah. And, and, like, the way that to make up for a diminished experience, they try to throw in stuff and they really overcharge at the cinemas now to, to, to like, oh, yeah, you can have reclining, you can have this, you can have that, and it's like pay, pay, pay. So they've made it very expensive as well, um, which is a big factor. I think that's also a huge factor. I think the cost of a cinema for a family, I think, has really increased so that I think that's a big factor in, in, in driving people to stream. Oh, yeah, of yeah. oh, oh, price and also experience. I mean, yeah. you know, I think you just get to the point where you're like, oh, do I really want to drive to the centre and look yeah. for parking? And, Definitely. You know what I mean? And then, you know, whatever. I could just rent it at home, whatever. Yeah, but know. that's I what mean, I mean. Viewing, viewing habits have changed. Viewing habits have changed. 65 TV is now standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's become like the standard size that people buy. Totally. Because they want that, you know, because they are watching more movies at and you're not sitting there with all the other fucking assholes, like, on their phone and kind of sometimes a drafty experience. Like, you know, I, I must admit, I like being at home in my office watching movies, you know? And I'll, I'll be honest with you, cinemas, the quality of themselves are really going down. I mean, the one mm. time I went to go watch a movie, there was a stain on the fucking um, mm. screen. Yeah. That they clearly either, like, didn't, never going to replace the screen or clean it. Mm. It was like, fuck it, whatever. Terrible. Gives a shit. Like, Terrible. And that's it's the terrible. whole experience that has changed. But as I said, but it's been going. It's, I don't feel like that's new. I just feel like it's 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 just. Oh, it, it's 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 a decade long process. But COVID certainly um, was a was a killer, uh, a big killer factor. But so is the rising costs. You know, like yeah. as well. Like, but, but what I'm saying is that it, it's not necessarily like the killer. It's just it's changed people's. Hmm. Um, uh, 
desire to go as often. So, Definitely. like, again, movies are still making a billion dollars. You know, I mean, Mario just made a billion dollars. The Spider-Man made a billion dollars. I mean, even Doctor yeah. Strange almost made a billion dollars. So, I mean, people are still going. It's sure. just that they, it's more about, like, it's the movies, and it hasn't been there for a while. They're just not the, oh, we're going to do it every week. Exactly. You know, before you almost used to go to the movies on a weekly basis. You know that's what I mean? True. Because true. it was something to do, but that, that's changed, and it's changed for a long time. And I don't think but it's going to change. I don't think we should though. be blaming, I don't think people should be looking, oh, COVID, COVID's the reason or the pandemic. No, that's that's a factor that's that's maybe escalated, but it was always going this way. So it's a problem you need to solve and not just blame it on the. Oh yeah, it's it's not. It's, we'll put it this way: we're 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 over the the impact of COVID and and cinema experience. The cinema change is not snapping back to what it was. So, you know, mm. there's been a paradigm shift. Anyway, um, now this is funny. Michelle, while I was in Croatia, saw Dungeons and Dragons. She watched Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> disliked it. Uh, her comment was, "It's aimed at eight year olds and fanboys," and she said, "I was both." Um, yeah, she thought it was. She thought it was stupid. Uh, Shazam two, she she enjoyed. Uh, she watched Shazam two, and she enjoyed it. She thought she thought it was good fun. So I think it is good fun. As I said, I think you might even enjoy it. Yeah, I will. I will check it out. Uh, famously, you know, I've had a lot to say about Shazam without actually watching it. So I will check it out. <laughs> but I mean, I like Dungeons and Dragons, so I don't know what what she's talking about. But she just thought it was really childish. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I that's what I said based on the trailers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now this was hilarious. Uh, Camilla Khan, um, Ms. Marvel, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is hilarious because Spider Man f- for months has been hyping up this event that was going to happen in this issue as the biggest thing that's going to that's ha- literally happens is the death of Gwen Stacy. That's and they they're really worried Spider Man fans, Marvel, very successfully that um, it was going to be Mary Jane that died. And they the, the fan base has been tearing itself up now for a matter of months because, you know, Marvel have been hyping this. Well, it's finally been revealed what the shocking thing was, Rich. The death of Ms. Marvel. And uh, firstly, my first response is, who cares? My second response is, Spider-Man is taking this so personally, the, the, the image... Is Spider-Man, like, on his knees, his head in his hands, he's, like, just... You would think that they were husband and wife and she'd been shot in a drive-by by his reaction. Um, I did not even know they were friends or had even met. Um, were you aware that Spider-Man's oh, I'm, I'm so sure, close? I'm sure she's lectured him at some point. Miss <laughs> Marvel, like the teenager. The, she's the Muslim well, teenager, I mean, well, to be fair, I mean, she doesn't have her own book anymore, so right. you, know, She's you have to have it. this event in someone else's book, and you know, that's it's, it's not going to go over well in a Captain Marvel book because oh wait, does Captain Marvel have a book at the moment? I would have thought that's exactly where it would have been because isn't she like a big Captain Marvel? Well, Captain fan? Marvel might not have her own book either at the moment. I don't know. I can't keep track of when they get cancelled and relaunched. And, right. And what I was just so, surprised you know. by Spider Man's reaction, like. Everyone well, else. To be fair, they, they probably said, "Okay, who's the biggest pussy right now in the Marvel universe?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe I mean, he's been. Isn't isn't he like pining over Mary Jane, who's now married with kids or something like that? Like, come on! Like, know. he's they've literally made him like the Marvel's the Marvel universe's biggest pussy. Like, seriously. Well, that's a harsh comment about Spider Man, but 
But, um, yeah, I, I just wasn't aware that... I also am like, why would you kill her seconds before her movie? But I, but I think the thing was they're going to rebirth her shortly again. I mean, surprise, surprise. Oh, um, man, she's not going to stay dead. She's literally one yeah. of the most popular characters Marvel has ever had. Are you, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I mean, she, she, she certainly is... In terms of new characters, she certainly got a bit of pop, but a lot of that was the social. No, I don't uh, even believe that. I believe that's all bullshit, fake crap. Well, yeah, but I mean, you they you hyped cannot tell me a character who's like had multiple cancellations and relaunch and has never sold high mm. figures mm. is secretly like the most popular character in Marvel. I'm sorry, oh, she's not. No, no, no. I just mean in terms of modern Marvel created characters, she certainly had a bit of pop and cachet, you know, at least on the internet. I don't know how that translated in stores. Uh, I watched a show. I didn't hate it. It was okay. I mean, you know, it, it was what it was. It was okay. But I was surprised they killed her. Like, I guess part of the reason for doing that is just so that people are, like, even talking about her because, um, you know... Well, they were like, listen, it worked for Superman. It's got to work for Miss Marvel. <laughs> I don't know. I just I even think it's more pathetic that it's happening in a Spider-Man book. <laughs> but again, she doesn't have her own books. It's got to happen somewhere. They couldn't even give her a special one-off issue. You know, and to be fair, who's, who's probably going to sell the most issues? It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man, so. yeah, I guess. It's the most eyeballs on it. It is funny. Spider-Man's really selling the grief because everyone else is just standing around in the background. You see Wolverine. Oh, God, yeah. He looks like Uncle Ben just died again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening with Spider-Man? And it's like, Ms. Marvel died? And, like, he's, like, he, he's, he's devastated. traumatized. Um, I just, it made me laugh, actually. <laughs> Uh, now, big news from Take Two, aka Rockstar Games, in a press release this morning. Um, basically, they're highlighting that their fiscal year, uh, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five, are going to be absolutely huge um, in their earnings reports, their projections. Um, which, really, there's only one thing that could basically bring in that much revenue, and that would be a GTA Six. I don't think there's anything else that they have that would the the massive because you know it, it is like the biggest selling game of all time series. Um, so it's actually big news to to know that GTA Six really looks like it might be around the corner, potentially a release. Uh, you know, in twenty twenty four twenty five. Um, you know, and and it's about time, frankly, as well. Like, I mean, it's been uh, ten years, I think, since uh, GTA Five. Um, it was back on the 360, which people yeah, forget. but I mean, don't forget that also for a lot of the um, time they were working on Red Dead Redemption 2. So I, I understand so it's not that. Like it's not like they've been working on GTA 6 for 10 years. It's more like they've probably been working on it for the last probably five years or well, something like that. But I mean, look, it, it could come out any time because that's the thing about um, uh, Rockstar is that they don't um, they don't like. Hype like shit out and like keep releasing trailers, yeah, you know, and and stuff. It kind of almost just like one day they'll just be like, It's here. Well, dude, I, uh, I think out next week, and you're like, What the fuck? I th it's gonna be huge. And uh, look, I think this is the biggest indicator that they've had all the rumors have been nothing but, but the fact that they've put out um projections for their earnings and they're, they're astronomically higher than their regulars. Um, there really is only one conclusion. You know, there's no game that they have other than GTA that could drive those kind of numbers. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's fucking fantastic. Um, hopefully it'll be finished Witcher by then. Jesus. I'm deep in fucking Witcher 3, man. Oh, my God. I, I am... I am a man obsessed with Gwent. I am so hoping I get the achievement for collecting all the Gwent cards because I am a fucking monster on Gwent. I, I have built all my decks up. I've got the Nilf, Nilf so are, are you a Witcher fan or are you just a Gwent fan? No, I love the game as well. I, I've really got into it heavily. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really uh, enjoy Gwent. And I, I've, I've basically... Uh, I, I think I'm actually a good chance of getting the achievement for all the cards. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I've won the tournament um, and I just unlocked something last night that was sort of like bringing in, you know, a, another... There, there's, there's like um, uh, different people that you can play in different regions... And, and you've got to, and then they're, they're important characters and when you beat them you get a special card um, and I just you know I, I, I started a new a new list of people last night um, yeah no man I, I, I love the game I, th- I think it's fucking awesome actually like I really do I think it's just an amazing game and the remaster I'm so glad I got it I purchased the the expansions were on sale as well. Um, I noticed last yeah. night, and so I picked up the two expansions for it as well. Because I'm deep in it, I'm I'm like halfway through the game, and well, I do tons of sites. I, I put the news in, but we'll we'll bring it up now as a mm. segue. What's that? Could be trouble in Witcherland. Why? So CD Projekt Red has apparently revamping the entire new Witcher game and has fired like thirty people uh-huh. um, from the company. So. Might be a bit of uh, trouble. What for? A, a, a new game. game. Well, they work. Well, you remember they're working on a new Witcher game because of failure that was um, um, Cyberpunk. I like Cyberpunk, but yeah, it was a failure. Yeah, but it was a failure. It was. It, it really dented their reputation. Sure. Dented their, um, you know, they were they were a untouched, glistening. So what? You know, why uh, they fired all these people? They fired all these people. Yeah, well, apparently mm. the new so uh, what I read was new Witcher game goes under massive overhaul and lays off city staff. That is worrying, but you know what, dude? Like, frankly, I'm still playing Witcher three, so I'm okay. You know. But I'm just saying, you might not get a good Witcher experience after that, so enjoy it now. <laughs> well, I will. I mean, dude, the game's been out for about six years, and I, and I finished about a third of it uh, in the previous thing on, on my Xbox, and then I stopped playing it. And then the remaster, it just looks so much better. I am hooked, man. I, I love it. I'm, I'm so deep in this fucking game. It's made me realise I am at heart a Roma, man, for open world missions and stuff. I don't know if you ever noticed that with me, Rich. I love a side mission. Uh, uh, you certainly do. I love a side mission, man. Certainly do. And because and I've not read any of the Witcher books and I've barely played Witcher 2, so much of the game... In terms of the character interactions goes over my head. I'm just constantly like, who is this person? I have no idea. I just want to I just want to roam, man. And like it's constantly like romances with these people. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Like Well that's why that's why I was, we were discussing this earlier on. That's one of the reasons why I really enjoy uh, like El- I really enjoyed Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um and I will be probably the next week or two be playing um Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, is there isn't any real like? There's little like there are some sort of like side sort of 
sort of quests you can do in the game but they don't you don't have to you know what i mean you can just literally just run around the map and and look for shrines and 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 special treasure chests and stuff and all that and see what gear you can get and well, it's I'll like explain what it, what, I, what annoys me. This is this is my personal complaint. Okay, it's the fact that I'm coming in at Witcher three. Okay, I I certainly didn't play Witcher one. I played a tiny bit of Witcher two. I I don't know the supporting characters at all. Like I I no idea, and to have to supposedly know what's going on with these people, it annoys me. Like, I wish there was more of a tutorial telling you who they were for people like me who've come in at Witcher 3, which is the biggest game they've had. Mm. You, you know, like, I, I wish they'd dumb it down a bit. Like, it's like, oh, because the, the game wants you to give a shit about them. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, well, that's, that's the beauty of Elden Ring and Witcher. You'd, uh, and, I agree. And, uh, Breath of the Wild. You don't have to give a shit. But, like, okay, I totally agree. Um, GTA 4, Nico Bellic, one of the legends. Okay, he just rolled around. And what happened in GTA 4, you didn't need to play 1, 2, and 3 to follow the storyline. You know? Same with 5. Like, I don't know. It's And people will be like, oh, you know, um, it's a book series, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I find that it's annoying because my guy's a Roma, man. You know, he's a Roma dude. And to be, you know, it's like, this chick, that chick, I don't care, they're all the same. Like, you know, any port in a storm, man, you know? And it's it's constantly like, oh, you're supposed to be romancing her. I'm like, well, fuck her. Like, she's a bitch. Um, You know. But that's what I say. I do, look, I do think you probably do like a little bit more structure. Like, I'm the sort of person, like, and then this is why I say I like Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm not a fan of the... We've had this discussion when you said, like, oh, I thought you weren't a fan of open world games. I'm like, I'm not a fan of, like, the Assassin's Creed-style oh, yeah. open world games, right? The Where game. It's just a lot of copy-paste shit of, like... Oh, slow down, slow down. That's not... Yeah, that's Richard's opinion, listen, not mine. I mean, of activities and stuff and all that. Like, <laughs> when you go to certain areas, you're kind of just doing the same things in those, you know, in those areas. I don't like, like what I'm hearing, but anyway. But what I like about, like, say, Elden Ring or, or, or Breath of the Wild, because there's no, like... Other than the main like quest, oh, you got to go defeat the bad guy, right? Yeah, you got to defeat the big bad guy. I love just like going, shit, what that mountain over there in the in the distance? That looks interesting. That looks yeah, cool. no, I, 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 I hear. Like you. A, yeah. Why is there a singular tree on top of it? Do you know what I mean? And then I go, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to go there and go see if there's anything special about the tree. I just like doing that. Like the game is just like whatever. Here's the main quest, but here's this big world. Yeah, I can go run around, do what the hell you want, go meet people. There's no you must go to this area, you must go to this area, you know, you can even, that game, it'll be fucking hard, but you can go straight to the bad guy, mm. you know what I mean? The the castle in the middle of the map where, like, Ganon is, you can go straight there, you can boot the game up, go fucking right there, don't even do anything, and if you can beat the game, congratulations, you beat the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or you can go free the, the Divine Beast, but you can do it in any order, you know what I mean? There's no, there's, like... Very little structure to the game, but then they put things in the world. They don't tell you to go there. They just make it look. In- they just, you know, you go, oh wow, oh it looks like there's something glittering. What's that light coming from yeah. the mountain? And you just go, and then you yeah. find something like a treasure or a bandit. And I like that. I like games not sort of like forcing me mm. somewhere that I can just be like, I that looks interesting. I just want to go do that. 
side of him. It's just such shit. Like, this is what they're doing in the comics right now. It's like, really, this is the fucking best you can do. Like, uh. <laughs> like the love story of Darth Vader, you know, like, and it's just, and even the fact that they're holding that chick from the fucking prequels, like, they've just, they're, they're, they've got no new material. They're just, like, squeezing it so dry. It's so bad. I was just like, oh, this sucks. Um, Cause I yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah like I I can't I can't care anymore like seriously like well, I've never been anytime able to, I read something it just sounds like such garbage I've never been able to take seriously that Anakin is Darth Vader like as in he's a little bitch you know like I just can never really get that you know like it, when he yeah, went I, I personally I do think that uh, you know George did. Um, I think he did fail with the Anakin character, um, and and he I think he knows he failed as well, which is why uh. they uh, I think I think that's one of the reasons why he did the Clone Wars yeah animated show was because Anakin in the Clone Wars shows is a far better character yeah. than Anakin in the movies. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. The the Anakin from the that show you you could believe could become uh, Vader one day. Yeah. Mm. But not the movie version. <laughs> Little <laughs> bitch. Version. Not so much. Yeah, I know. And um, that was just such a bad storyline that I felt embarrassed for whoever, whoever wrote that. I was just like, wow, we're really struggling. But that's why I've always said, though, like, and, and this is, and, and it's, it's especially for villains, and I can uh, probably sound like it's a broken record. The more you explain a character like Darth Vader, yeah. the less interesting he becomes. Yeah. The more time you spend trying to like give him like this depth and stuff and all that, you are ruining the mystique totally. of 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 the character. You know, the more like when you do stupid shit like this, you're ruining the the mystique, the yeah. gravitas of the character. You're making him uh, dude. Less he's playing patty cakes with fucking Padme's stunt double. You know, <laughs> like, and we're supposed to take that seriously. Like, no thanks. This is Darth Vader. He should have force choked her years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, I just think it's so fucking lame. Now, disappointing news for myself and Michelle. Winchester's have been cancelled after one season. Uh, it was on the bubble. Um, the critics weren't kind. I was trying to promote it. I tried my best. Even I was only giving it like six and a half. <laughs> I, you, you know who I blame? I don't blame the chick. I blame the fucking pussy that played John Winchester. I blame the casting directors that hired a hey, pussy. Hey, well, I was going to say, it's not his fault. Well, he he, he acted no, poorly. He, he acted poorly. Hire, yeah, but no, but he didn't hire himself. True, but he, he also acted poorly. But you are right. They selected him. And it was the pussiest yeah, exactly. version of John Winchester I've ever seen in my life. Hey, hey look, if he wants to be an actor, he's not going to turn down a job. Like, sure. if, so it's not his fault that he took a job. Like, sure. it's their fault for not casting correctly. Sure, but but I will say this: acting chops was poor too, you know. Yeah, but again, not his fault. He needs time to to. Oh to come move. on, man! Not his fault. Are you kidding? If you can't Mate, act, he, no, no. Hang on. Stop. 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 Stop, Dave. <laughs> if he was an experienced actor, sure. lots of stuff on his belt, and that's the performance he gave, like he was phoning it in, yeah. then yes, I would agree with you. But if he's like, what did you say? He used to be a model or something like that, or I don't know. Yeah, or, or something. So let's say he's a bit new. Well, I don't blame him. He's not had the experience. True. I still blame the guys for not. But I still say he's a. I do still say I blame the casting director, but I do also say he's a poor actor as well. 
Oh, for, yeah, of course. If he's if he's definitely if he's new, then yeah, he probably would be a shit actor. I mean, let's be honest. Most most um, models slash singers that sort of start acting for the first time generally do start off pretty shit. Yeah. Um, but why would you cast that, Some of them stay that way, and and some of them there's a, there's a few that actually do get better, and then you kind of know them more for acting. Well, you know, one of the things that they lost me. He had no facial hair until like way into the show. You've got to give John Winchester some facial hair, some gr- some scruffiness, some gruffness. And Michelle kept saying to me, it's not the John Winchester who's like 40. And I'm like, well, I came up with the idea, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm the only one saying this, why didn't they de-age Jeffrey Dean Morgan? You know? Oh, that's expensive, man. Yeah. It was just an idea I put out there. I know, but, but that's an expensive <laughs> idea. <laughs> but that would have made me happy. <laughs> well, look, I, I I agree that um they probably should have put him in a beard much earlier because totally. if he's just got out of the military, he might be like, yeah, I now finally in the military and grow a beard, or yeah, I'm tired of shaving. I do. The guy was beard. just as horrible. You are right. The the casting director got it horribly wrong, and and they got it right with the girl. The girl was good. The girl actually was really good. Um, I wasn't a uh, fan of. Okay, so, well. Mm, do you want to hear uh, a, a what? crackpot theory that just came into my head as sure. you said that? Sure. They purposely got a bad actor because they wanted her to shine more. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I think she's definitely the better actress. Um, and by like, the way... I think they wanted her to be the popular main character of that show. And I will say this, there's a couple of scenes where her acting at times... She's, very, she's, she's really one of those eye actresses, like the wide eyes... There was a couple of times where I've gone, oh, that's not great acting. You know, um, she's a young actress and she likes to emote very strongly, Rich. And sometimes that emoting um, can lead to some bad acting choices, you know? Um, well, yeah, if you, especially if you overdo the eye thing. Oh, she, she loves the eye thing. But I liked her. I always liked that actress. Um, the gay um, guy in the van... Kind of annoying. Not the reason the show failed, but he was a one-noter. You know what I mean? Um, and also the Indian chick, she had nothing to do. She, you could have deleted her character and there would have been almost no impact on the show. Well, the biggest mistake I think they made is, I think from the sounds of it, they almost tried to make it like an ensemble show. 100%. When it should have just been the two of them like it was just Dean and, Dean and um, Sam. And Sam. 100%. And they, they built into more people like Castiel and, and Bobby and stuff. But, like, you are I mean, right. Those people could have been their, their, their Alfreds or their, you know, their, the, the people that sort of stay back at their headquarters, you know, maybe supply them with their shit, but not actually, like, also, do anything more than that. What, why, why did it take so long for Bobby and Dean to turn up and also Loki? Like, why wouldn't you have front-loaded all that kind of stuff? You know, to, to get the supernatural fans excited, like why wait until episode fucking twelve or thirteen or fourteen for Bobby to show up with Dean? Sadly, not something I can answer. Well, yeah, but like you got to front load, front load. I I said Crowley should have been in it, Lucifer, Loki, like supernatural, but, just just without Sam. I, I'm kind of torn because while I kind of do see where you're coming from and. Mm. Somewhat do agree with you. I also do think you don't want to blow your load too early either. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. They're, <laughs> they're, well, fuck it. They're, they're out now, man, so it's over. 
I know, but I'm just saying you don't want to also front heavy, and then you've got nothing for the back end. That's what I'm just saying. You might I'm not saying that you go go easy, but maybe don't go full, but definitely have something more exciting on the front end, but save something for the back end. I, I'm thinking of an Eagles song called Take It to the Limit. Take it to the limit one more time. Um, I just really want oh, Supernatural. They took it to the limit, and it's done. I just wanted really supernatural. Like, when I say no Sam, I was almost going to say where's Sam, you know? Busy doing Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Well, as I said to you, though, uh, Dave, I, I'm not... I, I don't really don't give a shit if a prequel fails or, or not. I'm, I, I find prequels to be far less interesting than sequels um, yeah. in general because the nice thing about it... Okay, this is, again, this is my issue. You know what happens to them, mm. right? So... Way, this was an alternate timeline. I will say that. Was it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, but you still know that they can't die until the kids are born. No, it was an alternate. Um, it was an alternate world, and Dean was traveling through, like the multiverse, and he found one world where there was a happy ending for um, John mm. Winchester and Mary Winchester. Basically. I still find prequels uninteresting. I prefer sequels. I would have preferred maybe their kids or something. Would you have liked this? They did a clip show of all the favourite moments in the season of the of the show, which was one season of 14 episodes, and like hilarious stuff like the multiple times they were kissing and stuff that made the clip show. And I was just like, <laughs> really? wow. Like, really? Yeah, it was like that, they were running pretty dry of clips. They were almost doing a clip show of stuff in the same episode. <laughs> 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 it was it was it was a little on the nose. I think they knew that they were headed for cancellation. You know what? Funny what you described there is uh, is the one flaw that I find in a lot of uh, Japanese anime. Yeah, um, anime shows they'll do a flashback to something that just happened two minutes ago. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like a, uh, something will happen, and then the character, like two minutes later, will say something, and that person will remember. Mm. the thing that just happened to and you're like for god's sakes it just happened two minutes ago i haven't forgotten i don't need no. a flashback to remind me of the thing that was said two minutes ago do you so, think that's for the younger viewers just to sort of oh maybe but it happens in so many it's really annoying it sounds annoying <laughs> it's like really annoying well winchester's over apparently uh jensen eccles is talking about shopping into other networks but uh i i think he's gonna struggle I really do. I, I, I yeah, I, I think he's going to struggle. I, th I, I think the package, the, I think the idea was good. Because um, let's be honest, lots of people shop their cancel shit around, and yeah, like one percent of them get. Well, it. if it's if it's failing on CW, which which fucking supported fifteen or sixteen seasons of Supernatural, you know what I mean? And uh, Jared, yeah. Jared Padalecki made some interesting comments this week. He was saying this was an interesting comment. He said shorter seasons. Of supernatural would have let the show run longer and i'm like it went for like 16 seasons jared like but also it's not running longer you're just <laughs> splitting it like... But, but but like they chose to end it as well like it, it, it kept getting renewed and renewed and renewed like it ran a long time like how, how long did he want to go like 30 years forever until he died and said, I got all my money, I never had to find another job. It just, it was an odd comment because I was like, dude, you guys like showed up for many seasons and God bless you for doing it. But um, he was sort of, it almost sounded like he was like, well, you know, why couldn't we keep going? It's like, well, you guys chose well, to look, end it. I, look, I can understand that. I mean, good God, you've been doing this for 16 years. What are you going to do next? Like, is well, he's doing Walker, Texas job? Ranger. He's doing Walker, Texas Ranger. No, but at the time, you don't know. Well, he made these comments this week. 
No, God, Jesus Christ, Dave. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. He I, did. I, he I made the comments I, like I yesterday. I don't know why I lose you sometimes, Dave. <laughs> what I'm saying is I agree with the comments that he was making about wanting the show to keep going. Sure. Because you don't know where your next meal's coming from. If you're on a super successful show that's going for 16 years, yes. you don't know if you're going to get another yeah, yeah. like gig. Now, yes, he did get another gig, but I'm just saying at the time, mm. it could be a bit scary where you're going, what if I don't get another job? What if everyone's like, no, I'm not hiring the guy from Supernatural or you're, you're typecast. Or yeah, I, everyone's I, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I I'm just you. saying I kind yeah. of agree with why you would want it to keep going forever. I get that. But what I'm saying, I, uh, of course, and more than likely, you're not going to get a show that runs 16 years because that's that's a once in a career thing. Not for most actors, you know. But I will say this: he went straight to Texas Ranger, and Jensen went to producing Winchesters, and Jared Padalecki made these comments yesterday. That's what I'm saying. No, I know, but what I'm saying is he's making the comments about what he thought. Okay. At the time is what I'm saying, and I'm saying I agree with the thoughts he was having at mm. the time. But or, but or but, but also the th- those two guys were the ones who chose to end it. They chose to actually end the show. Like the show was getting. Oh, that's what they say, but you know, mm. maybe it makes it sound like it was well, their maybe. decision. And they don't want to. They don't want to say make it. Sound true, like true, true, and that is true. We don't know because it would have been expensive by the sixteenth season. They would have been getting top salaries. Again, what what um you know, uh, it could have been more expensive to run. Maybe people like you know, maybe it's diminishing. Mm, yeah. Yes, it's popular, but it's not as popular as it used to be. Like, there's lots of factors. I mean, hey, could be, could not be. I don't know. It doesn't bother me either way. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the jury's out. I'm sort of still hoping Winchester season two, but I, I, <laughs> I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, m- maybe because I like the idea of what they were doing. I, I'm almost, I, and maybe I'm alone here, but go again. You know what I mean? Go again. Well, as I said, I feel like a show called The Winchester should be about Sam and Dean and their kids, and like it now would be like a family business, right? But so d- they yeah. kind of step aside, like they can still be there. But Dean like, died, dude. Spoilers. Huh? Dean died. No, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, it can still be by the Winchesters, as in like the kids and the future generation, and remember, like it's a family yeah. business. And they could still have him showing up, like it's the ghost. That's what he it's did. The in ghost. This one. Yeah. yeah. That's what he did in this one. I know they could do it. They could do all sorts of shit. There was some pretty bad shit too. Like the car was like, uh, you know, it was pretty. Oh, cheesy. did it start talking like Night Rider? That would have been cool. It was almost. It was like the Haven kind of thing, the sanctuary. Dude, how cool would it be if like a ghost got into the car and then the car started kind of being like like Christine. the kit from Night Rider? That'd be yeah. fucking hilarious. It would be good. Well, that's the kind of thing that could have happened too. Um, Diablo Four. People are saying first reaction, but everything I'm saying, it's not out yet. So it's it, the first reactions are, you know... Well, they did have uh, the, the betas, I think. Maybe that's what okay. talking about. People are excited. I think they had the second beta. Yeah, yeah okay. People are excited. Are you excited, Rich? No. <laughs> it's darker than its I predecessor, Rich. Well, I better turn the brightness up on the monitor then. <laughs> How about this? The production designer on The Flash believes the film will make audiences forget about Ezra Miller's crimes and problematic behaviour. We certainly won't be forgetting. I think most, to be fair, I think most people have forgotten, which is probably why they kept delaying the movie. Just hoping to just, yeah, 
But well, who... people do have short memories these days, let's be honest. We're not forgetting. We've kept reporting no, on it. No, but, but that's because we're mired in this uh, stuff on a weekly basis. I'm just talking about your regular <laughs> person probably went, was it? Yeah, I remember something about him. I can't remember what it is. Fucking yeah, Ezra Miller going crazy in Hawaii. Who could forget it? It was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, that was probably their plan all along. Just keep delaying it until, yeah. un, until it's a memory. Yeah, a distant memory. What 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 they can't though take away is his annoying acting style, you know. Oh god, yeah. Oh, Ezra Miller to me is like um, I find him as annoying as that Michael Cera. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. I would prefer Michael Cera over Ezra Miller though. I just I can't stand either of them. They just the way that they portray characters in mm. their style, whatever you want to call it, is so fucking grating. I just I just want to punch them in the face. <laughs> You know, my sister really likes Michael Sarah for some reason. I can never understand. Yeah, I, say, I have no idea why. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, James Gunn, oh God, was pontificating on the differences between him and Kevin Feige. He's like, it's actually a little different, I mean. Number one, DC Studios is a studio, so it's a little bit different. Is it Marvel Studios a studio? Anyway, um, Peter, Peter Safran... DC Studios co-CEO does a lot of what Kevin Feige does. A lot of what I do is just work on the creative side of things. So mapping out stories in the creative side of the universe is my job, much more so than some of the more administrative, executive type of stuff. Kevin has to do both. Isn't Marvel Studios a studio? Like, I would have... I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm an idiot, but DC Studios would be a division of, like, Warner... Wouldn't it? Warner Discovery. Uh- yeah, but I don't think DC is its own studio. It's That's, he's saying it is. He's saying, number one, DC Studios is a studio. That's his quote. Well, maybe that's a new thing that's just been formed under them because it was always just Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, who knows? But, I mean, whatever, James Gunn. Fucking focus on Superman Legacy, please. You know? Now, you brought in some great news to me, which was hilarious. You said to me that... You, 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 you texted me and said Carl Urban is playing Johnny Cage in a Mortal Kombat movie. And when I read it... That was the rumour, yes. Right. When I read what you said, when I, I thought it was Keith Urban, the country singer. And I was like, I read it. I, I was like at work or something. I was like, that's odd. And then I was like, yeah, I guess. I was, but I kept thinking... I didn't even know he acted. I, I, he's a likable guy. I was kind of, I was tossing around in my head, and I didn't know how I felt. I was like, yeah, okay, I guess. Um, then I realised Carl Urban, obviously from Star Trek, Dread, etc. Yeah, the boys, that the guy. Boys. Uh, to me, both of Lord them. Of the I forget Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I'll say this: from my memory of Johnny Cage. I don't think either Carl Urban or Keith Urban was a great choice, you know, personally. Yeah, with well, Johnny Cage, yeah. Um, unless, yeah, unless we're going to see something really new and different from uh, Carl Urban. Would you have preferred Keith Urban? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> could have got a job for his wife as well, maybe. Nicole Kidman could have played somebody. Um, I, I'm always going to say either of them, slightly too old. Can I just say that you sorry, you talk about his well, oh yeah, probably oh both of them must definitely. Um but again, makeup can fix that, I guess. Um mm. that was reminding me of something. Jesus Christ. James Gunn is like I, I'm starting to feel as like the most nepotistic mm. 
person around like not just like family members but like he just uses the same people in all of his movies like you know like nathan fillion appears in almost everything yeah now his wife it was in the movie as well by the way he's like now putting his wife in everything she's also in suicide squad in everything you know like his brother played weasel or did the motion thing for weasel um and then the black guy, I can't remember his name, but he was in Peacemaker. Now, you know what I mean? Like, I, I almost guy. feel like Jesus James, dude. Like, do you just want to make the, the movies with the same people over and over? Like, well, he does. They love it though. They they they're, they're all no. They they all suckle at the teat as well. You know, it feels like such like just weird nepotism. Thing. Well, I mean, God, who could ever forget? Um, what's his name, Batista? Like fucking blowing James Gunn pretty much just to get a role. You know, like. Um, By the way, Dave Batista must be getting a little bit pudgy these days. Yeah. Because that shirt did not come off the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, well, he wasn't well, the chest. All the other movies with Drax, yeah. he's been shirtless, yeah. right? Showing off that, that physique, that body. And then since the Christmas special in this, he has always been wearing like a jacket or a top. Like yeah. he is completely covering up. And I'm just like, I think someone's a little bit flabby. Well, I mean, he'd be getting older, man. As well, Probably is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, who who fucking cares? As well as be my attitude. Like, I. I it's just funny because it's a character that's known for obviously being shirtless. In fact, yeah. the whole joke in the movie is when he never likes to wear a shirt. Like yeah. the one time in the second movie, like, why aren't you wearing that fucking thing? And he goes, "Because I've got sensitive nipples." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just funny that all of a sudden now he's wearing a top. It's just funny because it goes against the joke. I know. Uh, now, uh, speaking of Jedi Survivor, Mitchell Hall had a review. While Star Wars Jedi Survivor, like all games these days, opened badly with lag and an urgent patch, once the game got up and running, it's everything you can ask for in a Star Wars game. The score is magical. The sound design is cutting edge. The gameplay and quests are fantastic. He really has a job in PR. And every time you have to save a game, you can't wait to get back and play some more. Highly addictive. If there's a better game this year, it's a great year for gaming. It's the best Star Wars experience since The Mandalorian Season 2 and a worthy contender for one of the best Star Wars-themed games ever made. I mean, that's high praise from Mitchell. Um, it's high praise, but also low bar, so... <laughs> what do you mean? There have been lots of good Star Wars games, haven't there? Like Knights of the no, Republic? No, no, I mean, stuff? since Marvel took over. Oh, it's not Marvel. Since Disney took over. Yeah. I like, like ba- Battlefield. Like, Battlefield. If you're talking about like the games that have come out in the last ten years, mm. it's a low bar. I'm sorry, it's it's a pretty low ba- bar. Battlefront uh, Two. <laughs> I enjoyed. Battlefront Two was okay, but I enjoyed it. It was a good shoot 'em up. It was okay. Yeah. It didn't. It certainly wasn't as fun as the original Battlefront. I enjoyed that one too. I enjoyed both. No, those. the original original ones, man, from PlayStation Two and Xbox. Wow, darling, it back. Yeah, those were way more fun. Right? Wow, Dave, of course, just thought you meant Battlefront One from. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 have determined that your memory only goes back. A certain well, time. I didn't play the originals. I I did play uh, a little bit of Knights of the Republic, and I played a game in uni where I remember Boba Fett was bouncing around at one point. It was like a uh, there dude. was a game with Django. Okay. Uh, called. Uh, this was like a this, this was like a shooter. This was like a shooter. Shooter. It was like a shooter, almost like Doom. It came out around the same time as Doom, probably the original Doom. 
the mid nineties. I remember being very stoned. Well, Boba Fett is not in the Kyle Katarn Dark Forces games, but he was in the Shadows of the Empire. Where Might be it. As Ash Rendar, so he's flying. He's, fl- he's flying around. He's a bad guy. He's flying around. Yeah, yeah, that's, probably, yeah that's probably. I think that's Shadows of the Empire, uh, where you play as Dash Rendar. It was some good times in rock and roll. I'll tell you that much. It was some great. Oh yeah, that was a great game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Crypto has been teased by James Gunn for Superman Legacy, which so I'm happy about that. Apparently, Crypto's going to be involved. I hope the Legion's involved. You know. Could be expectations there. Well, I, so suddenly, I, I when I was getting all excited there for a second, I thought it was Superboy Legacy, Superman. So you can't spend it all the time in Smallville. Um, well, you'd love them too. So. Do you think the Legion might turn up, Rich? No. Crypto though, pretty good. It'd be nice to finally see a fucking live action crypto. I'll say that. Yeah, it would be exactly, Richard. Uh, Disney's CFO Christian McCarthy spoke of making strategic changes in our approach to content curation. As a result, we, we will be removing certain content from our streaming platforms. It was like. They're going to jack the prices and remove content. Like, fuck you guys. You know? Like, they don't know what they're yeah. doing. They're, they're fucking clowns. It's clown town at Disney right now. I don't believe anything should be removed. I don't care what the views are today. Mm. Um, if, if you can't tell the difference between something that was made in... Oh, I don't think it's just censorship. I think it's also they're trying to restrict what's on streaming so they can license it out to other streamers. I, that's more it. It's not just the censorship. Well, then what was the whole fucking point of you doing the Disney streaming then? Well, I feel that they've they've lost. Oh all... shit! No, that's right. They did lose a fuck. Ton. How many? They lost a lot of subscribers. Many... Three they to three to four million. Three to four million subscribers. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I can see why they're panicking. But but why would you go? Oh fuck! We're losing all these people. Let's jack the prices and also lose some content. It's like, how is that a good sell? Well, I'll say this. I, I will give Amazon credit in that my subscription has never gone up. Yeah. And the reason for that is because obviously they make money off their fucking website as well. I mean, look, of course. people are things of Amazon. But I, I'll give them that. Um, but that just goes to show you that I think that, that that's how much financial trouble I do think Disney is in, right? Mm. Like, you can, people can talk about Disney being a successful company and sort of stuff. And I'm like, well, then the money that they make it from everything else should really offset the streaming thing, or just the streaming thing, just be an additional revenue that that should stay at the the original price. But if things are going up in price regularly, because I mean that's yeah. what happened to uh, Netflix. I mean yeah. Netflix was super popular; was the only one around. You paid, you know, your fucking nine bucks or eight bucks, whatever yeah. it was, and now you're paying like sixteen dollars a month. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like. It, it, it's it's doubled in price, and it's like, and, and those price hikes have only been more recent. It was never like, no, uh, you know, it wasn't. It's probably been in the last five years. And so it feels like the content has gone down too. You know, well, the content has gone down because the only thing they really focus on now really is their Netflix stuff. Yeah, like they are really pushing their their Netflix stuff, and I understand to a certain point because they don't then have to pay for licensing. Mm. To, you know. To stream stuff and all that, but I'm sorry, but your content is just not that good. Now. Yeah, overall, totally agree. To, totally agree. Like, you're not Disney. Like Disney has got a lot of their own content, but and and also from over the years. But 
uh, and the problem for Disney is also their latest new stuff is also good. So I have some there's news. No, there's no good new content coming on. Announced today, uh, Disney are doing Marvel shows. So they announced like the premiere date for the new Loki season two. There's a season of Echo, uh, and it's going to be binged. So the whole season will appear on Disney Plus on the first day, which is the first time they've done that. For yeah, because no one's going to stick around to watch that. I'm no sure. one fucking cares about Echo. Echo is a fucking character that is even less popular than Ms. Marvel. I reckon if Echo died, even Spider-Man wouldn't, like, you know, get too traumatised. You know, we, we, we saw what happened after Ms. Marvel. But I reckon if it was Echo, he'd be like, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, let's be honest. They they do like yeah. The only reason you you dump that is because you know people are not going to. That no one will tune in after the first. Yeah, week. no one even fucking. But if you knows. put it all since they got it on, yeah, just bang. They might just be like, oh, whatever. Let me, let's see if it gets any better. Give me Punisher. Give me Ghost Rider. Give me characters I actually care about. Mm, they don't fit the. Uh... They don't, they don't fit the agenda, mate. They don't Dis- Disney the, uh, um, Punish is going to be in, in Daredevil, um, Born Again. Yeah, yeah. I also read an article recently that he's mm. bisexual now. Who? Uh, Punisher. Really? <laughs> Since when? Frank Castle? I've never yeah, seen any... Okay. If I can find it, I... I, 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 I mean, I, I nothing I against bisexual part. people, but I've not ever seen Frank Castle being anything other than 1,000% straight and obviously deeply in love with his dead wife. He does bang. Um, there are multiple um, comics where Frank will, you know, sex it up on occasion, um, but with members of the opposite sex. I've never seen Frank go gay. Uh, no, I think it was not an article or anything. I think people were just... Speculating. I, think I just saw online people were discussing that he's apparently bisexual or they've read him as being bisexual because of certain things in some of the comics or something. Yeah. I but think. anyway, there's, put it this way: there's there's clearly people who are trying to push sure. that he's bisexual, and you know what, Marvel might take them up on it. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, it would be a big character switch for Punisher to bat for the other team. I mean, good luck to him if he does. But oh, there is a Marvel bisexual Pride Punisher T-shirt hoodie. I'll get that one for you, Rich. <laughs> is it um sparkly? I hope it's a sparkly skull. No, the skull is like uh three uh three colours. It's pink, purple, and blue. Yeah. If it was a sparkly skull, I'd almost want it. You know what I mean? Just for the <laughs> just like a rhinestone skull kind because of thing. Because it'd be fabulous. Yeah, no, exactly. It'd be, be a lot of fun. Um no, I'm not against it, but I I based on what I've read of Punisher and I have read my fair share. I've I've never seen him hook up with a guy ever. Dave, Dave, never Jesus close. Christ, what does that matter? Yeah, I've read tons of Alan Scott, and not once True. did I think he was gay. And guess what? He's gay now. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've read in the past. Yeah. If they want to make a, ca- how many times did you read about True. Robin, uh, Tim Drake being bi or gay in all the years you read the comics? Ne- never until recently. Exactly. So don't say, oh, he's never been. Oh, doesn't yeah, true. Matter, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I don't really care. I'm just like, I'm just sort of saying. <coughs> oh, no. I, I will say flat out, I do care. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in you just changing a character like that. Not, well, not, not a character that's been also established for like with five Pun- decades to be a certain way, and then you just decide to change him. Just- also with Punisher, I mean, his whole uh, trauma uh, – comes from he's with his wife and family killed in central park 
He's a family man. It's in his DNA. I, I, he, he's it, there's never been, as far as I'm aware. I, I can I can write that around that for you. He's so traumatized by his wife's death, mm. and he can never love another woman, so he's just going to start banging men. <laughs> there you go. See, I've written it around it for you. But what difference would it make? Like, uh, it's, I just, again, it's the, I just the romance. Think, look, I I personally believe it's not just comics. Mm. I, it's movies. It's it's TV shows. It's whatever. I, I, it's Disney especially. Mm. These companies are stagnant. Mm. Okay, they cannot create anything new. Sure. All they can do is take existing stuff mm. and warp it and change it to uh, to try and catch some imaginary sure. or elusive market. Mm. But what all you're doing, because you're not creating anything, you're not gaining. You just, at the very least, replacing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're not growing because you're not creating something new. So instead of saying, well, let's create, you know, a character for the, that market we're trying to tap. Okay. Mm. I, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a, um, a drink. Okay. And sure. it's a, it's a lime flavored drink mm-hmm. and you want to catch the market of people that don't drink lime flavored drinks. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't change the lime flavored drink. You create a new drink. Because yeah. if you change the lime flavored drink, then you lose the lime drink. <laughs> it's like, sure. It, that's my analogy. You don't. If you keep changing the stuff to capture this new market, you're just losing the old market. Yeah, and you I squander just, the original flavor. It's just stagnant. I just, I just yeah. think the, these companies true. are so devoid of originality, oh, of true. talent, yeah. of, of of just Jesus Christ. So many words I can think of. I just think they are stagnant. They are stuck, and they cannot create anything new. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right, man. Um, and anyway. that's why I get so annoyed. It's not so much the act, it's the reason that you're doing the act. Sure. And they want their five seconds, and, which I which I always think is just, like if they if they did just hypothetically do that to Punisher, they'd probably get one second on, in, in a paper, and, you know. And here's the thing, I don't mind you doing that sort of stuff if it's, say, like a character that not many people are familiar with, right? Or mm. a character that's never had... A successful run or, mm. or really been delved into you know what i mean someone who mm. maybe was a flash in the pan or, or just didn't turn to be popular. machine man machine man yeah that's my point like you know like uh the like or even like the ray or you mm. know viable like like if there's characters that you want to try and revive mm. you know because they're a dead sort of property in a sense and you want to try and modernize them maybe change it up make them more interesting go for it because you're trying to bring something back yeah. But if you're just like, fuck it, we can't do it, let's just make Superman gay or let's just make Batman sure. bisexual. That, I'm just like, no, that is a popular established character. Yeah. Why are you doing that? They're doing it for clicks, basically, you know, um, if we're being cynical. They're doing it for the that two seconds of conversation of some people going, I hate it, and some people going, oh, what a bold step for mankind. But um, it, it, it's cynical. It's cynical and it's crap. Uh, now, the Xbox head, is it still Phil Spencer? He was really falling on his sword this week. Um, he was saying that Xbox One lost the console wars. There's nothing more difficult... No, they for definitely me- did. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community. Just to watch the community lose confidence, I'm disappointed. I'm upset with myself. And he was talking about um, uh, a new game remember what game it was that he was talking oh, about. Oh, it was Redfall. I said that game. Yes, it was, was Redfall bombing, and then he was saying if Starfield is 11 out of 10 game, people aren't going to buy the new Xbox um, and ditch their PS5s. 
he was just saying we, we. He was saying we can't compete. It, it was it was actually quite weird what he was saying. Like, um, yeah, he was like he was waving a white flag actually, and he was like, "Oh, we're doing all these, uh, you know." Well, look, okay, look, uh, I don't. Again, I don't. I think I agree with him in a sense. Remember, I said this. I think the last show. Mm. I think that Xbox is also trying to be just more of a, gla- a games platform now, kind of mm. be like Steam. Mm. Uh, or, or sort of stuff, and I think that they they don't see the console as like a necessity. Like they really trying to push that cloud sort of gaming where yeah you can play the games anywhere on your phone, on your tablet, on your PlayStation, on your Nintendo, you know, whatever on your PC, whatever. I think they're trying to. That's where they're heading towards, and I do agree with him. I, I don't like Starfield could be the greatest game. You may see a bump in your Xbox sales, but. Unfortunately, again, PlayStation has won this mm. um, th- this generation as well yeah. um, because um, definitely because that Xbox One really fucking killed Xbox. Like that was a real stake um, through the heart, yeah. which I don't think they've ever really. I mean, really, I, really, I, 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 mean fact, I, I, I always enjoyed so it. Bad, that's why they're going. What? Why was this. Xbox One such a failure? I mean, I, I have two. I thought it was good. Like, um, one, there wasn't that many games for it um, right. overall, and two, they they made the big mistake of so they made the same mistake the PlayStation did with the PlayStation Three. Mm. Play, the PlayStation Two was has literally been the most successful console of like fucking all time, right? Mm. Uh, like high selling console, whatever. So they thought, fuck it, we can charge whatever we want, right? And the PlayStation Three came out at a hundred dollars more expensive mm. than the three sixty. And it didn't care if it was like a little bit more powerful or whatever. People were just like, yeah, but it's hundred bucks more. Yeah. Xbox One that came out at a hundred dollars more expensive than the PlayStation Four. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't even as powerful, or no. it was, wasn't as powerful as the PlayStation Four. They had some bricking issues from memory too. The early days. No, that was a three sixty though. Oh. Okay. Um, All right. But but anyway, so they made the same mistake where they got too full of themselves. They had such a good. You know, uh, previous generation, they thought mm. we can, and then on top of that, when they unveiled it, all they kept talking about was fucking TV, TV, TV. Yeah, they TV. did. Yeah, using control your TV, whatever, always online, all that sort of shit. Um, and then you know, PlayStation just came and said, "Oh, we're a hundred bucks cheaper." And guess what? You know, you, you want to play your game with someone else or give it to someone else? Bang, you can do it. Yeah. No fucking, you know, like locked in. So they really fucking misread the. But again, they didn't have the right guy in charge. I do mm. think Phil Spencer is the right guy in charge, but he should have been in charge mm. from Xbox One. And then I think because you know, and this is why I say it's important that you kind of know your market. Like I don't care how successful someone is, mm. it doesn't mean that you can make him in charge of the games department. You know, like yeah, you can't just yeah. Phil, Phil is a gamer now. The reason why I think they did so badly in this is because Xbox is so afraid of um, when they've tried to manage stuff before mm. that I think they've signed contracts with all these companies saying that they will basically not micromanage them. Yeah. That they'll they'll let them do what they want. And they should not have done that because this game clearly was not ready. No. Yeah, this game has been... <laughs> this game was not ready for prime time. I, a disaster. Um, I, I saw today... Was weird. I saw today a guy in a red fall like hoodie. 
And I was just like, wow, the one fan. Well, to be fair, it's probably a nice hoodie, and he got it. Yeah, it did look it did it did look like a good hoodie actually. I just thought it was funny. Uh, uh, Rich, yeah, look, can uh, I with you? I'm kind of disappointed that that like um, it, it, it's failing for those reasons and not other reasons. Like I I, I just wanted it to fail because it looked like a shit game. Yeah, <laughs> not because it, it is a shit game, like performance wise and all that. Because mm. God, when I saw that trailer, it was so fucking cringy. With yeah, those main characters. Well, it sounds like it's just fucking horrible. Uh, now, DC have officially introduced Diana Prince's daughter, Trinity, Rich, and I will say she looks a lot like Wonder Woman in a very slightly different costume. I thought it was Wonder Woman, actually. Have you seen it? No, God, I didn't even know she had a daughter. When did she have a daughter? It's new, like this week, and it's just like... Is she full grown already? Yeah, she's like wow. 20... 16. Did she make her out of clay or something? What the hell? I don't know the storyline, but I thought it was Wonder Woman, actually. <laughs> it's like, God, they really are just fucking desperate for... I just thought it was Wonder Woman, man. It was... Like, if you said to me it was Wonder Woman, I would have been like, okay. You know, but they're like, oh, hey, yeah. I'm not opposed to Wonder Woman being a mother and having a kid, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, do they have to pop her out to 20 years old? Like, She Jesus, pretty like, old. No, no time, hey? Just, just straight into having a, a 20-year-old daughter. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, she's a, she's an Amazon. Uh, now, what do you, I want to get what you think of this. Um, Robert Kirkman's talking about Walking Dead and a prequel that he wants to do where it's the story of Shane and Rick's wife and Carl before Rick wakes up. So I think he wants to do a series, potentially maybe even a TV series. Um, I just feel, is there that much story to tell? You know, like the, he's basically saying the, uh, the storyline of the six months where Rick or, or however long Rick was in that coma. You know, mate, I'm the wrong person to ask. I could give a shit. <laughs> you already know that I hate prequels, <laughs> but I <laughs> so, and, and a show that I literally couldn't give two fucks about. Like, but but what annoys me about it is like how much of a show can you possibly have about this very small period? That, do you really want to do a show with like two of the most unlikable fucking people in in Walking Dead? Uh, slow down. Uh, Shane was one of my favourite characters of all time. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, absolute legend, Shane. Are you kidding? One of the greats, man. Okay. One of the, the absolute greats. Um, yeah, he was a bit dodgy. But a bit, he was a champ, man. He was a champ, dude. A Shane, are you kidding, bit, man? Are you, are you talking trash about Shane, dude? Are you serious? The, am I talking trash about the scumbag? Yeah, I am. <laughs> John Berthel will deliver. My apologies if me calling the scumbag a scumbag offends you, Dave. Well, I don't know about offends, but I'm, I'm just kind of surprised. Oh, I don't know. You sounded a little bit offended. In, in, this, in this household, man, John Berthel is, is A1, and uh, his performance of Shane's was my intro to his career, and I was I was blown away by the intensity. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. And he was banging Rick's wife, oh, like, on the sly. Don't, don't forget that. Like, while Rick was laid up in hospital, he was just going to town on her. Um and then it all ended badly for him, unfortunately, in the end. There was that fucking hilarious moment where those people were chasing him, the zombies, and he's with the other guy, and he shot the guy in the foot, so the guy couldn't the guy couldn't escape. What a hero. What a great guy. <laughs> hey, man, it was every man for himself out there. You know, like, um, I was sad when he died, man. It was, it was a sad day for Dave. I thought Shane was going to make it. 
We'll remember that when the zombie apocalypse happens. <laughs> this was this is funny. This new Russell Crowe movie. Um, it's all about the Spanish Inquisition and the movie mistakes the Dragon Age Inquisition icon for the actual Spanish Inquisition icon. <laughs> so the, Russell Crowe's doing some research and it's the, it's the Dragon Age Inquisition logo. They should have left it in. It, it's in. It is in. Oh, is it in the movie? It's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the movie. Clips. Fantastic. It's great. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Um, Super Mario is coming to digital. Uh, has just come to digital. Uh, raking over a billion dollars at global box office, becoming the 10th biggest animated film of all time. What's the biggest? Avatar. No, a- Avatar is not technically animated. Snow White. What is? No, it's... Uh... Uh, I'm pretty sure Minions is in there. Frozen one and two is in there. Ah, oh, Frozen, yeah. Well, what did you say was the first one that's in there? Um, I think one of the Minions movies, or, or the. Oh, right. Okay. Thing. Yeah, Rise of Guru, maybe. Frozen one and two both made a fortune. That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it. Is, I don't think it's the tenth. I think it's in the top ten. Mm. Well. Um, but I'm trying to remember what they. How about this? Here we go. I can I can find it. So okay. So the Lion King is number ten. Good. Uh, can you feel the love? You got Utopia. Good movie. Uh, Good movie. Finding Dory. Oh yeah, and Finding Nemo would surely be higher than Finding Dory. Uh, Finding Dory. Da, da, da. Despicable Me three. Yep. Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. Toy Story 4, mm-hmm. uh, Minions, yep. uh, Incredibles 2, and then Frozen uh, and then Frozen 2 is number one. Okay. Well, there's some heavy hitters there, so it's doing yeah. well to be in, in that now, I think sphere. It's, I think it just topped Minions, so it, right. it's come in at number four. It's, it's now the fourth. It's taken the spot of fourth, and that means The Lion King has been knocked out. Oh, well. Can you feel the love tonight, Rich? Can you feel <laughs> the love tonight? Um, yeah, no, good work, Elton. Uh, this was hilarious. Dave Batista is relieved to be finished with uh, Drax. He says it wasn't all pleasant. He was bitching and moaning about being in costume. It's like the same Dave Batista who's told us all about how he was broke after wrestling. James Gunn gave him a career. Now all of a sudden he's saying he doesn't want to be defined just by Drax in his career. So he's trying to do like all more serious roles. I've seen him in several movies. I've always just defined him as the big muscle head who's a thespian now. A thespian, yeah. <laughs> Will Smith is confirmed for I Am Legend 2, the sequel to the post-apocalyptic 2007 hit. Oh my God. Who, who did he have to slap to get that movie in production? I am excited for this. Um, Bad Boys 4. Is in the movie? I thought he did too, yeah. But um, certainly in Omega Man, the Charlton Heston one, which is based on, he did die. And I thought the same thing happened to Will Smith, but he's back, man. And um, Bad Boys Force coming. He's got I Am Legend coming. I know, gee, I noticed a pattern, Will. You're really punching out the sequels just, at the moment. He just wants to be, a, he just wants to be alone. He just wants to be, a, you know, like a, um, a superstar again. You know, like it's like... <laughs> Not be defined well, by. That's funny. It's, that's what a lot of these older actors are doing now, aren't they? Sylvester Stallone, mm. Harrison Ford, um, uh, Will Smith. Now they're all going like, Jesus, I'm not really getting that many parts anymore. Mm. So 
you know, let's let's dust up and start making sequels to some of my most popular. Or- well, I think the slap really hurt him. You know, like in terms of perception and everything. I mm. think that was like a true. But I, I but I'm just saying it, it. It is something like you know Harrison Ford. Um, yeah. You know, going back to TV. Star Wars and you mm. know uh, doing TV now and, and doing Indiana Jones even at his age is because nothing else is. It's also a huge payday. You know, you're not you know? A, yeah, but also you're not a leading man anymore. And no. like, let's be honest, there's not that many parts for the old, no. you know, the old codger in a movie. So, you know, yeah, a lot of people do like, hey, just you know, fuck it, I need a movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, the director of Gremlins was saying that Baby Yoda was a direct copy. I've been saying that for years, that I thought Baby Yoda was extremely similar to Gizmo. I've got a Gizmo toy. It's so similar to Baby Yoda. Um, and he was just yeah, saying... Yeah, but, I mean, can, can we just... I, I, I agree, but at the same time, hmm. what more could you do with a baby version of Yoda? Like, he's already... You know what I mean? Like... He yeah, but I, I, like but I think that's probably where they anyway. got the idea from and thought we can just shamelessly copy this. Why not? It's Disney. No, I don't know. I mean, Yoda came before Gizmo. Yeah, but not baby Yoda, man. No, but I'm just saying. Baby like, there's, Yoda. There's not, there's not so much you can fucking do. Yeah, but come on. Gizmo is not that similar to normal Yoda. Baby Yoda is similar to Gizmo. No, of course not, because you've got to make it cuter. Like, yep. Yeah, but I'm sorry. That's... Uh, it's such a it's such a generic cute look that I, I, I yes, but also I don't think they're like oh my god we must copy Gizmo. Just they're like that's just like a default cute thing: a round head, big ears, and big eyes. It's I like, think you're giving them a lot of credit they don't deserve, Rich. For some reason. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Look, 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 look. I got a lot of fucking negative shit to say. Are you, about, are you are about Disney Star paying you like, on the side, man? Can I have a taste of that sweet action? <laughs> I wish I could get a taste of that sweet fucking action. <laughs> Um, MTV News is is slashing Paramount uh, is shutting down as Paramount slashes US workforce. So basically, MTV News, you know, they cover the death of Kurt Cobain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, obviously, MTV are a shadow of their former self, and um, it's probably about time they they shut the news division down. You know, no one wants to hear what they're reporting of today's crappy music. Like what Taylor Swift doing? No one cares. <laughs> um, this was funny. <laughs> this actually made me laugh. Andor season two, Rich, which a show that we all hate. Final three episodes will take us through the last three days before Rogue One. Like Christ, aren't they determined to cover every second? You know, it's... oh god, yeah. They just want to. Like, right now, they, they there's only two sort of timelines going on at the moment: the Mandalorian mm. timeline and the fucking uh, yeah. Um, Five seconds before the Death Star Empire blows up. Empire fucking timeline. Yeah, the the five seconds before the Death Star blows up timeline. Like, we're going to cover fucking Grandma Tarkin taking a shit. <laughs> oh, she, more than likely. She, this, this we're just so stuffed for content. Like, just him sitting around in the canteen by himself. There'll be a, a show that's just the day in life of uh, Tarkin, and it'll be almost like a like the office or or Parks and Rec sort of thing, where you know he's trying to he's trying to corral these crazy you know um, youngsters, uh, enlisted people running his you know um, his ship, you know. He's just Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> he's got like a jingle when he comes. Yeah, in. and he's gonna, he's going to be a bit more like Michael Scott, maybe. You know, like I'm a great boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all about teamwork. Everyone loves me. You know, <laughs> I would love for it to be documentary style, and it's a documentary, so I went right up until the blo- the, the Death Star blows up. <laughs> yeah, That's well, the ending of it. That would be funny. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reach are black teenagers now, um, apparently in the new... I read that. Apparently it's just a hologram thing that Donatello okay. created, but for some reason, yeah, he wanted them all to be black. Yeah. Well, black don't crack. Which is... Which is shocking. I'm surprised they didn't go, like, make one Asian, one Hispanic, one black. Sure. <laughs> you know, really tick off those boxes. <laughs> Walking Dead, Dead City had a really intense new trailer. I am excited. This is the storyline with Negan and Maggie in Manhattan, Rich. Um, a lot of stuff's going on in Manhattan and you may not be aware of, Rich, in regards to the undead. May, uh, may, may not be aware of? May not? <laughs> More like definitely not. I can't wait for these spin-offs, man. I'm so fucking excited. Like you're I'm gonna, happy for you, Dave. You're going to have Rick and Michonne spin-off. You're going to have the Daryl Dixon spin-off, and you're going to have Maggie and Negan spin-off. This uh, is the God, let's make five things and hope one of them sticks so we have a show, please. Well, man, I, I think they'll stick, dude. Limited series. Just keep feeding me, man. Because it's worldwide, dude. Worldwide. They'll all be flops, bro. They will not be flops. Are you kidding, They'll all be man? Flops. Dude, every single one of Fear them. the Walking Dead has had multiple seasons, and at times that's and been no one. No one week. fucking talks about it. I do when it comes out. I I, I mention it. I, mean, I do I, like that. I do like that. You think that you one person like counteracts like a billion of people not talking about it. You you think your one your one is equal to a billion. I I, I look AMC have very successfully milked the Walking Dead franchise. You know. You've got Fear the Walking Dead. You've got Walking uh, Dead Beyond. I, I mean, I, I guess. I don't know if Diminishing Returns is successful, but okay. You had the anthology show. I quite enjoyed that one, actually. Because, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, even you. I'm sorry. Any person I hear speak about it never speaks about them positively. Fear the Walking Dead? Or even The Walking Dead. Like, as every as season went on and on, people just fucking hated that show more and more. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Not me. At times, it's a grind. At times it's a grind. I will say that. At times it's a slog, for As sure. I said, other than you, who's I, I complained occasionally, but still has like enjoyed it. Every other person I know has just been like, "Oh, well, it just turned into a shit show." Mm, well, so I don't know. One I of the how successful they've actually been. So one of the lowest moments. I mean, in, in maybe te- successful enough to keep going. But yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like successful. Like, oh my god, most popular fucking show on the planet. Well, one of the lowest moments ever was when they were walking along. And then suddenly someone goes, we are The Walking Dead. And I was just like, <laughs> fuck. That was probably one of the worst moments of the whole show. Um, there's been several bad moments, but that was particularly bad. It was bad. so deep, Dave. It was so deep, I know. Uh, you've got some I'm news sure here. In, I'm sure that was in the book as well. I'm sure that's a Kirkman line. Yeah. You've got some news here about HBO Max. Well, they're not paying Matt Reeves Batman. What's happening? Me, I didn't put that in. Okay, Matt Reeves, they're not paying Matt Reeves the Batman versus staffers if they won't come in because it's because of the writer's oh, strike. Oh, yeah, all that writer's strike crap and all that. I mean, you've got Disney telling the showrunners to get back to work or else. Um, and all, all these companies. So basically the showrunners have duties outside of writing mm. and they've been told to get back to work. They've obviously declined and so companies are threatening and... Yeah, but not many people in the industry are going to break the strike line. They're not going to break the picket line if they want to keep a career. You know, that would be an unpopular move with your peers, 
Oh, it's true, just... but I mean, I also don't see the problem of doing your job that's not writer-related because you still can't write episodes for the show. So... Well, plenty of people um, would be... I understand it's a solidarity thing, but at the same time, you could also show solidarity by just not writing and saying, but yeah, but I still got to sure. actually do my other... Yeah, but the problem the is, the problem is, if there's no writing, there's no content. So all the daytime TV shows and stuff. Are, well, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. other jobs that the showrunners are expected to do, other than writing, that they're mm. not doing. So, mm. Mm. but they can't film. That's the other problem. Yeah, but you're still paying them a salary to do the other showrunning stuff. I can't understand. Like, mm. okay, fine, the writers are on strike, but you are not a writer solely you are the showrunner mm. which means you've got production shit to look after you've got budget shit to look after mm. we're paying you to look after that go fucking look after that i mean i can understand that to a certain point oh i can understand they want them to do that but i think i mean i don't know it'd be interesting to get a it, it would be interesting to know if every showrunner on the you know drama shows or if you want to call them that the the fiction shows you know from your or across the different networks, how, how what percentage of people are actually turning up? Because my understanding is an extremely high percentage are striking, like across the board. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that chick, um, the Jeopardy co-host, she was from Big Bang. She was she never shuts up. She's a real whiner. But um, she was going after Ken Jennings, who did cross the picket line. Uh, to to host Look, Jeopardy. I mean, there's a massive writer strike going on, and nothing of value was lost. So, <laughs> I think they've got some good points, but um, no, yeah, I, it, it's an interesting one. But True, I, I just wish there was better quality of writers that were making this stand. Yeah, well, because can I, okay, okay, <clears throat> here's the thing. Now, I can see this from both sides, right? Mm. Yes, of course. If you uh, have a job, you want job security, okay? Uh, and you want to be able to do your job and you want to make sure that you can't just be fine and all that sort of shit. But at the same time, when you're working in an industry where if you don't produce or you produce shit, you need to go. Oh, so sure. yeah. I do understand from, I, again, I understand it. You want job security. That's what every person who has a job wants and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But at the same time, do I want these talented hacks who write shit shows and shit late night comedy? Do I want them to be able to like keep writing even though they write shit because they've got job security i'm torn I, i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i'm really torn as mm. to which is why i just at the end of the day don't care <laughs> whichever way it falls it falls but i'm torn as to like you know I, that's what i said if these were quality writers who were writing great shows that i loved mm. um I would probably be definitely 100% on their side saying, yeah, man, these guys are fucking talented. They mm. write great stuff. They should be. But if you're talking to me to defend the people that wrote She-Hulk and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, and, and um, Boba Fett and, and, you know. Yeah, but there's always been bad TV. So it's, you know, it's, it's not. No, but there's you know. more bad TV, in my opinion, today than there was. 15 mm. years ago. It's also years. a lot more... Uh, there's more content as well. There's a lot more content. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like if you write bad shows and, and bad scripts and all that, do I do I want you to have job security? Yeah, but this is... Them? Well, this isn't so much about the individual shows. This is a industry-wide... No, I know, but, I, but I'm saying, as a company, mm. if a writer is not writing good shit, mm. I want to be able to say, get the fuck out. I don't mm. have work for you. Like, mm. I don't want to be able to say, oh, fuck, they're in the union. I have to keep paying them even though no, they're going to use their scripts because their scripts are shit. 
Like, I, I guess I'm saying I can see it from both sides. I'm not sure. saying, fuck it. I'm just saying I can understand. Yeah, no, I shouldn't be paying someone for scripts that I'm not going to use because they shit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, it's a nuanced argument. I mean, I support the writers, but, you know, and I don't think getting into the granular individual show thing is actually the point because it's an industry-wide phenomenon. So it covers good, bad, excellent, indifferent, average shows, yeah, but the I whole would, thing. but I would dare say that the good writers tend to keep their jobs. Mm. Most of the time. I'm sure there's the outliers. I'm sure there's shit that happens when you get some dickhead. But I would say for the most part, good writers probably keep getting work or get their jobs. Yeah, but, but the, the question is all about the, from what I understand... But, the, but don't the, get me wrong, of course they see that also as an opportunity to have even more job security, so of course... Well, it's remuneration they, too. It's remuneration for hours. Like, so essentially yeah. a lot of them are working barely above minimum wage at the moment, which is crazy when you think about what these shows are dragging in, you know. Um, but anyway. Yeah, look, I, again, I do disagree with that. I think if you are working almost like a... Um, a freelance basis and and so you paid for your work i do think since you're not getting consistent work necessarily you should probably get paid mm. higher for that work so yeah i'm i'm i certainly would agree with that as well that's what it is i don't have a pony in this race i mm. i feel for the one side i also understand the other side so all i'll do is just keep an eye and see what happens that's it man that's it dude would you cross that picket line rich i wouldn't i wouldn't cross the picket line man oh fuck man See, that would be really tough. I mean, it, as I said, if I knew that like we were all quality writers and, and, and stuff and getting mystery, that would do what it. What if you're just a hack? You're just a hack. You're just a hack. There would also be that part of me where I'm just going like, man, there's a lot of people that shouldn't be in this job. Like, <laughs> do I fucking hacks? Do I like? Do I want to help them get job security? Like, I don't know. I, I it's <laughs> I it's an interesting one. Now, did you see Frank Miller's Wolverine that he did? Have you seen the picture? No. Google it. I want to get your opinion as an artist. It, he put it out this week. Put in Frank Miller's Wolverine 2023. It is a very, very trippy Wolverine. Um, I, I think it looks really bad, but it is interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. What do you say as an artist to that? Uh, I say that I don't think Frank Miller's ever been a good artist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I think he's been able he's, he's 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 been able to get away with it a lot because, um, I think it's a, a lot of its stuff is just um, what's the word that I want to use? Um, it's kind of like conveying like energy. It's conveying mm. um, uh, like kind of kinetic movement and stuff. Yeah, and, and and also he, you know, he writes dirty characters, dirty stories, dirty worlds. Like yeah, people are like, so you know, the 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 drawings being a bit dirty kind of looks like it, but that is, it's odd. That is fucking terrible. I know we sound nasty, but that looks like a, a, yeah. a five year old. Well, it looks like something AI would have whipped up like five years ago. Yeah, like there is no good perspective. No, it's terrible. That, uh, whatsoever. But again, and, I, yeah. I think he's he's been a writer first. Mm. and an art second and i think the problem is because he hasn't been a consistently like honing his skills mm. uh, i i do think this is showing that he's he's atrophied a little bit like he's yeah he, he, he's probably even lost oh he's lost a step he's lost a couple so, of steps some of that talent he's had. because again you know drawing you do have to 
you do have to hone it. It is it is kind of like a muscle. It's a skill. And he's an old man. You look at him like he's not in the best shape or anything. Like you know. Yeah, he's... but I mean, I've seen people older. I've seen guys older than him can control still. Yeah, but have you seen him though? He's frail, man. He's frail, dude. You know, Frank Miller. He's frail. He's actually, I think, a bit sick. And um, I mean, he probably slaved over that. I bet. I that I I reckon he slaved over that. Yeah, possibly, but it doesn't yeah. stop it from being pretty bad. Honestly. It's pretty bad. It was a pretty bad day for Wolverine. I was like, well, Wolverine's had a rough day. <laughs> like, fuck me. Wolverine's had a rough one. Looking at the world through the sunset in your eyes. Comics, Rich. It's not Weekly Comics, it's Trade of the Week. We didn't do Weekly Comics this week because I was so busy coming back from Croatia. Now, do you want to introduce your book? Because I thought it was a rather strong one, Rich. Um, yeah, uh, shit, what was it called now? <laughs> it's like the Fearsome <laughs> Dr. Fang. The Fearsome Dr. Fang, yeah. Um, so it's very much a, um, it's a modern book. I think it came out in like 2019 or uh-huh. something like that. It's basically your 1930s um pulp uh superhero-ish story you know like a very it felt very shadow um, yeah uh kind of you know it even had like the sort of the the mongolians you know um kublai khan and 
and and not necessarily mysticism, but a bit more science than the mysticism. Um, it's an, a bit of an ensemble one. So it's a it's a Chinese guy, a American Irish troll officer, and a eh, not not great written female treasure hunter. Um, you didn't like character. it. Uh I, I just I have an issue when you set a, a story in the 1930s but you mm. tend to write like a modern male character but then just slap hips on it. But it's like uh, Amelia Earhart or something, you know? Yeah, but with no lady, like no finesse, no mm. no, no femininity to her. She was, very, she was a tomboy. Like, but again, it's 1930s tomboy. It's not modern tomboy. It's, sure. It's, it's, I just feel it's different. Um yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought the, the, the story is pretty cool. I like the sort of high adventure. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue was a little bit lacking for me. I just I thought they tried to have the three characters be very snippy all the time. Mm. I just thought that banter was a little bit weak. Uh, but I like the story. I mean, it starts off in San Francisco. You're heading all the way to, like, Shanghai and then, you know, Mongolia um, and stuff and all that. Uh, it, it felt very Indiana Jones at times. You know? Yeah, well, look, look. That's what I said. It's got, it's got that pulp. It's, it's, yeah. It feels like it's borrowing from like Indiana Jones, The Shadow, mm. uh, Doc Savage. You know, yes. It's, it's, it's just got. It's a, it's a combination of all that and, and good art as well. It's an art that invokes that um, style. Mm. Um, that sort of like um, older pulpy. I would say this: the art in general was very strong. Sometimes it was a bit confusing to know what was happening, but. Over yeah. overall, I thought it was actually a very nice package. You know, hmm. um, I I felt solid in the best way possible. Like this wasn't modern day comics where you're like, wow, I can't believe that this, they're selling this and this is all you're getting. I felt that this story had some weight. It had some comedy. It had some interest. It wasn't like the greatest thing of all time, but I felt it was very competent. You know, extremely competent, and I well, felt it like was, it was. Yeah, it was also very good in the sense that this wasn't done by like the big, the big two. It wasn't no. even an image thing. It, uh, in fact, I think one of the people that was just like their first, uh, one of the writers. This was their. I mean, they've worked, but this was their first comic. book. I believe this this uh, comic book company, from my research, I believe they do a lot of stuff um, that's direct uh, movie proposals like so basically most of their stuff is optioned immediately when they when, when they do it uh i take tko wasn't it who who i think were the publisher yes yeah and i believe that's the case with them i think pretty much all their comic book stuff at least what i have heard is optioned immediately for a movie um you know not saying a movie will be made just that it's optioned it's kind of part of the deal um so that's yeah. I mean, I would that wouldn't surprise me. It did kind of feel like it was. Um, I got to be honest. I, I think it was one of your stronger picks in, I would say, recent years. Jeez, that's know? a nice package to compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I I think you've been a bit reticent with your picks. I've kind of been bossy and taken over some picks and stuff. But no, I was reading it and I was like, I think this is a, a really strong comic. Like, and I I sometimes use the word competent. To really describe happiness with with what I'm reading, I like the artwork. I like the story. Um, it wasn't perfect, 
but that was kind of okay, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, look, I mean, I said, I, I actually, this is, you know, considering that it's just like, oh, we're trying to option as a movie, it's, mm. it's not cheap at all. No. I mean, uh, it's got, as I said, it's got really good art. Um, it's, a, it's a fun story. I'm just looking up. Um, so the writer is um, Zee Chun. Mm-hmm. Uh, director, producer, visual arts based in Los Angeles. So again, a like a writer producer. But and from the sounds of it, Asian. From the sounds of that Asian. They did the Batman prequel show Gotham. Mm. Um, so they worked on Gotham and Once Upon a Time. Yep. Show invention. Mike Weiss is a writer. Um, the artist was Dan McDade. I like the art. I thought the art was Jersey good. Jersey Gods and Time Shares. So again, even. Oh, hang on. Big Trouble in Little China and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Yeah. So Big Trouble in Little oh, China. Oh, did a well-regarded run on Judge Dredd. Oh, but that must be the... IW. IW. Yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd, yeah. Well, Rich, I felt you needed a hit. You know what I mean? I felt you you were kind of like that guy had been starved, been five years since a hit, and you stumbled across it, and you went top ten. Yeah. Definitely see the world differently. I view it. I view it that I've not had that many bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, trigger empire. Well, at the very least, I've enjoyed most of my choices. No, you, 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 you've picked it. plenty of ones, but but I but I honestly felt this was such a it was a light. It was a shot in the dark, and I don't know how you found out about I it. Just, I just found it randomly. Honestly, I, yeah. I sometimes just go through just randomizing um, um, the the stores and and you know um, mm. and the online stuff like Amazon and I just literally just page through stuff until something wow um, catches my eye and just when I saw something called the fearsome Dr. Fang good title like, oh, that sounds that sounds pulpy yeah you know I mean like Fu Manchu kind of thing so I thought what is it I had a look into it I was like okay it looks pretty the art looks pretty interesting and 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 fun and then thought, Fuck it, just give it I'm a giving it 8.5 out of 10 rich I actually I actually really quite enjoyed it I thought it was pretty decent actually yeah yeah, I mean, eight out of ten for me too. Um, again, fantastic, fun, uh, good art. That's always important to me. It's got to be good yeah, art. Yeah, it has to. Be. I mean, that's the problem for me. Some people could probably look past bad art if the story is really good. Sure. Um, I can't. Like, yeah. I guess because I'm so like I'm always looking at the art. Well, um, it's a visual medium at the end of the day. You know. Yeah. I can when I get in my little indie space, but not on the big, not on the big glossy stuff. You know what I mean? I, I can forgive some quite indie, black and white, primitive art at times, but that's its own thing. But this was a big sort of story, and I felt the artwork was good. It was very dynamic, uh, well-designed characters. Uh, sometimes I think some of the storytelling was a little confusing, but I think we're dealing with someone who's probably not done that much comics. And so I think that like if they did comics for a couple of years, I think they'd clean that up straight away. Um, yeah, I, I think it well deserved eight point five actually. And considering it's such a, a a blind shot, Rich, you should be proud of yourself, man. You know, you hit the randomizer. <laughs> Pretty much did, yeah. You hit the randomizer and bang! I pulled one out of the hat. Yep. Next week, guess what's happening, Rich? I gave you a choice. I said slain nemesis or rogue trooper. Didn't I? Well, the reader should know which one I picked. And you said rogue, and I said fine. We we could do the hit, the hit machine. Which is when Rogue Troopers, uh, he's an assassin for a period of time, um, hitting all these different people through the war. Um, 
And so that will be next week, uh, Rogue Trooper, The Hit Machine. It should be pretty interesting, Rich. Hit Machine. Uh, let's face it, Rogue Trooper, one of the absolute greats. You know? Hand yeah, fuck Rogue, Rogue Trooper is, is my favourite. Hand-to-hand against Dread? I think hand-to-hand Dread's got him. You know? Don't you? It's a tough one. Do both of them have their weapons, or is this just a fist fight? Fist fight. Fist fight. Jeez, that could that could go down to the wire. It could. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see weaponry, it. though. I would definitely have to give it to Rogue Trooper. Yeah, well, yeah, harder than Soldier. You, I, I mean, I've spent many times talking about how I felt the Strontium Dog versus Judge Red fight should have been a lot closer. You know, Strontium Dog should have been able to put more of a fight up against Red than he did in that issue. You know? But, you know, sometimes that's just what they do if, you know, the flagship sure. character is never going to, like, yeah. be made to weak. And, and by the way, uh, look, I mean, I think Dread wins both battles, but I just felt it needed to be closer, you know? In, in the original... It's probably, it's probably preferable, especially if you want both to look strong. Mm. In the original Dread-Batman crossover, Dread beats up Batman, actually, beats him. In, I believe in the sequel, um, Batman wins. But in the first yeah. one... You know, Dread beats but, him. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Batman do sometimes get his ass handed to him. That's just something that they do because he's human. Yeah, but sometimes it's Bat God and he can just beat anybody. You know? That's true. And But also, I guess, so remember what they did, like, when they did Batman and Spawn? When it was mm. Spawn's book, Spawn was the better character or yeah. more common character. And then when it was Batman's book, Batman was, so. Yeah. Well, that'll be next week. Um, we'll be doing... Uh, the uh, Road Trooper Hit Machine. Hopefully I'll recover from my jet lag. My apologies if I'm a little down today. I've actually been going to bed at about 8.30, so this is a late night for me. It's 9.30. It's actually our, our shorter show of all time, I think. I don't think we've ever had a shorter show. But it has been fun, Rich, to, to you know, banter back and forth, man, doing all the reviews. Next week, I'm, I've got um, Evil Dead Rise to watch. I've also got Mario Brothers to watch, so I will do a Mario Brothers review, my, my, my assessment next week. I will try to catch Shazam 2. Um, now that I'm back, I've got all these things to watch, but I really am looking forward to uh, Super Mario Brothers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. And I'm glad to hear that Guardians 3 sounds like it's pretty good, you know, which is a fitting end to that saga, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, great trilogy, and I look forward to owning um, all three of them in some sort of box set. How good would it be if um, the Muppets in Space had made an appearance? You know? <laughs> Seriously. Hey, un- listen, considering how fucking wacky um, <laughs> James Gunn is, I, you know what? I'm surprised they didn't. The Swedish chef, man. That would have been hilarious. Or, or do the band, the Muppets band, in like a cantina scene. You know? Actually, Marvel should do a parody where they do the, the Muppets of the Galaxy. Yeah, they should. Why not? <laughs> and you have like a... You have like a Miss Piggy be like Gamora or something, and Kermit be Star Lord, and definitely, um, definitely. God, who could be Drax? Uh, I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of uh, Rac- uh, Rocket Raccoon could be Rizzo the Rat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Sam the Eagle for Drax? Mm. He's one of my favourites. <laughs> but Drax is a little bit goofier, so that's yeah. why I was thinking Fozzie. Yeah, Fuzzy Bear would be good. Fuzzy Bear. 
Um, yeah. Oh, great stuff. Wow. That, that's, 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 that's some casting. Here, here we are coming up with better ideas for, for Disney than they come up with. Yeah, exactly. Get Muppets in Space going again in the Marvel Universe. Why not? Like, you control it all, Disney, so fuck it. Just do it. You know, Jim Henson's churning in his grave, but oh well, you know. I, I don't know. I feel like Jim Henson, that's something he would do to have fun. Because sure. I mean, that's kind of what they did on the uh, the Muppet show. Was, yeah, the wacky show. Kind of, like parodies of stuff and all that. So I don't, you know, I, I don't think he would have a problem with that. No, that'd be great stuff. Um, look, we're proud members of the collective. Um, ton of good shows on there. In Deems, the Brian Biggie. You've got Into the Night with Ray. Ghost Spider Groupies. Uh, you've got Ultimate Spider Cast. You've got Capes and Lunatics. You've got a lot of stuff. You've got Last Sons of Krypton. There's a hell of a lot of content on the collective. Check it out. Uh, if you want to support this show, and I believe you, me, we need it. We want it. Okay, I'm prepared to come to your house. Um, <laughs> the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it real. Let's make the dream happen. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans, John Lennon. Imagine there's no imagine there's no heaven. Well, I was going to say I don't think life happened for him that long. So life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Boom. I don't believe in Beatles. I just believe me, Yoko, and me. That's reality. Bit of John Lennon there. <laughs> Jet lagged. Dave still has it. Still got a few of the tunes in the in the in the holster. Actually, I think that comes out more the more you're tired and <laughs> depressed. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, like down, just sleepy. So terrible sometimes. Um, what's that? What's that song? Watching the wheels. Um, you know, watching the wheels. The John Lennon song. I love that song. Can't think of it right now. No, no, not a John show. Lennon fan, man. Whoa. What? What? Um, not a not a big John Lennon fan. What's going on? I don't, I don't hold him in such high regard as you. I mean, I feel like editing this out of the show, but ending on a sour note. Well, what did John Lennon? What more did John Lennon have to do? You know that by now. I, I forgot. If you told me, I'd forgotten. I wish I had forgotten completely. I'm going to forget again because I just don't like. And every time you bring him up, I make some sort of snide comment that just I just you, yeah. you seem to ignore. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Man, imagine there's no heaven. Imagine John, Imagine Richie doesn't like John oh, Lennon. Oh, imagine know. we don't have to bring up John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can imagine it because that's the only way it's going to happen in your fucking imagination. <laughs> yeah, I can dream. <laughs> it's like Elvis Presley. <laughs> the I can dream song. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand. <laughs> I love that song. He's in, he's in the suit, the white suit, in the in the comeback special. Great days. <laughs> I tell you what, I feel like watching that movie again, man. I love that fucking movie, that Elvis movie. Remember you were describing it like scene by scene for me before I saw it. <laughs> well, that's what you always want. Kind of I just, I was like, just, just break it down for me, break it down for me, keep breaking it down. It was a fucking good movie. The only thing I didn't like. And it wasn't that big, was the rap. And there wasn't much of it, thankfully. There should have been none of it, but there, there wasn't much of it. I, I felt it was a very, very good film. Um, it probably could have done with a bit less Tom Hanks, you know, as the, as the colonel, because there was a lot of him. It's like, 
but that's what I said to you when. Mm. Uh, that's why I warned you. Elvis isn't the main character in this movie. Mm. The Colonel is. I guess it's I mean, it's kind of the story through his eyes. Yes, no, you're a hundred percent right. Yes, you, yes, yes, exactly. That's very true. Yeah, I don't know why it couldn't have just been Elvis, just nonstop. But then again, um, I guess Elvis I guess isn't flawless. I mean, well, there's been a lot of Elvis movies. I mean, God, yeah. Kurt Russell has played Elvis. Um, you know, there have been movies that yeah. center around Elvis. I guess maybe they just wanted to try something a bit different. And... I think it was pretty. It was done pretty well. Like the Memphis Mafia, weren't they just parasites? In, in oh the... God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like this because it's that typical. He's a liar, but all every lie has like a kernel of truth in it. Yeah. Or or every good lie has like a, that hint of truth that makes it believable. And I I like that he's a bit of that sort of like. Um, What's it called? The like the untrustworthy narrator. Yeah, narrator, unreliable no, narrator. Yeah, unreliable narrator. Like that. If what what is, what is he telling you? Is his point of view or how he justifies it, or mm. you know how? And it was very interesting. You know what I mean? How about um, that bit where he, Elvis called him out on stage and was going to go global, and then I what was it? He 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 in the contract Elvis owed him money, which is how he got Elvis back under his grasp again. Remember Elvis was about to go do the world tour uh, and he was off the drugs and then... The oh, co- that's when yeah. he sued him. Yeah, and the colonel had him by the balls and then Elvis was just like... Yeah, he sued him because of all the money he owed him or something like that and then he literally couldn't pay it back. It was like literally all of his money. Yeah, he was a real prick, that colonel, wasn't he? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, and look, they don't hide that in the movie. They no, no, no. Make... You yeah. definitely get the feeling of this is a guy who thinks he's... The good guy, but you know he's not. Yeah, I want to watch it again, man. I enjoyed it. I thought the guy. I think who, it's on. It's on streaming now, man. Yeah, I, the guy who played Elvis did a good job too. I felt, which because that's a tough role. I, I, I really, I, I it's like Austin Sinatra, something? Austin Butler. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I almost felt it was like Sinatra, like tough role to play. But I think he did a very good job as Elvis. It'd be hard to do a better job than that. I think, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely think that he was a fantastic young Elvis. Definitely. Um, I just, it was just when he got to the older Elvis that sure. he still looked a bit too young for me. Sure. But still, Mo- I, Moody he, Blue. He doing it though, like it's not his fault that he, yeah. he just looks young. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Do you know the song Moody Blue? Moody Blue. Love that song. It's a good one. It's a very good one. A lot of good hits from Elvis. You should just do a podcast where you sing. <laughs> I should. Well, on that note, on every that... line of dialogue reminds you of a song that you just sing. But the other part is, I always forget the words. So in, even though I love Moody Blue, all I can oh, remember is Moody goes. Blue coming through, <laughs> something I like that. I don't remember the words. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, I want to say good night. Good night. Keep killing. Great show, Rich. Always. We just, I was so tired, but we just kept killing. Mm-hmm.